This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, it is Thursday and it's April 16th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the essential businesses that remain open in Pennsylvania in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic are now ordered by the state to provide a number of protective measures for their employees starting Sunday evening, the Wolf administration announced. The order announced on Wednesday includes a requirement that all workers at the essential businesses that are still open must wear wear a mask and the employer must provide or approve masks. The most uh, and most customers who go inside those businesses must wear a mask as well. Businesses are ordered to deny entry to any customers who are not wearing a mask unless the business is providing medication, medical supplies or food, in which case the business must provide alternative methods of pickup or delivery of goods. See, now I have not been wearing a mask going out, so now this is saying that that I have to, or I could be denied entry into yeah. the stores. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. It, and does it constitute as well, Kathy? If you have like a uh, like a protective scarf wrapped yes. around you yeah. or a banana, yeah. so that should get it done, right? Right, exactly. I'm glad this didn't happen yesterday. I went to the post office. I have a mask. Rochelle had bought us masks a little while back. They're actually pretty cool. Yeah, uh, this uh, black mask. They she look got. really good. And before I was uh, right before I was walking, because I'm not wearing it while I'm driving. Right, I right. Put it on right before I was going to the you're post in, office. You're in your car. So I pull it out of my pocket, and right as I pull it out of the pocket, the elastic uh, band that goes on your ear snaps and breaks. I'm like, I'm "I'm not going to drive all the way home and get another mask. And so I went in without the mask on, and I I felt I was the only person in there without a mask on. Don't you feel freaky now? I actually felt like the goofball. It's it's like, outward. Yeah, I know, I know. It's like, oh, my God, I was was at the supermarket, the same thing, Preston. I was like, I was one of three people without masks. I'm like, oh, my God. And and actually, the, the guy working at the post office was... He's the first person I've, I've encountered that was the, uh, a little bit militant about the rules. And yeah. I, I get it. I understand. But he's like, you know, stand back there. And I'm like, you mean behind the line I'm already standing behind? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I'm already standing behind the line. I right. kinda, I'm, I'm well, here. keep standing there. I, I know. I, I think he just kind of liked barking orders. But I was like, okay. All keep right. being I, that. I, I understand. You stop being that. <laughs> I turned into Mel Gibson for just a moment. So no. I haven't. I haven't really gone to the store. I haven't really gone out anywhere. Um, I went for coffee this past weekend, um, and I went through a drive-through, mm-hmm. and it was ridiculous. Like the, it was actually causing a traffic backup. But yeah. oh, right. which okay, so Kathy, I've it was seen actually them. causing a, a traffic backup. Um, oh, that, because that's of how, how long the line was. The, yeah, yeah, the, the, the drive-through was. Yeah, there's All a place the on City was. Line that I, I mentioned this every Saturday morning. I guess um, they're opened up, and the traffic spills right out. Onto city line onto, eats up yeah. a lane. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah. so, but but back to the masks. Yeah, a friend of mine said that she went to the went to the store and she said, uh, you know, she was kind of doing the same as me. We really haven't been wearing masks. And she said, I'm going to bring it just in case. I don't want you know to be the only one without it. And then people staring at me. And sure enough, she said at the grocery store, like almost everybody yeah. had it on, and she felt yep. obligated to, it's to pretty, wear it. It's pretty normal right about now. Yeah, I'm going to start yeah. doing it regularly now because yeah. if it, listen, if it makes people comfortable, also <clears throat> to, well, to, 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 to the governor's uh, point. Uh, you know, if you're going in and there are workers in the store, and God bless them, yep. keeping the, the shelves stocked for yep. them as well, you want to look out for them. 
So expectations, uh, I'm sorry, exceptions include people who cannot wear a mask due to medical conditions and children who are under the age of two. The order also requires businesses to stagger start and ti- uh, start times, stag- stagger, stagger start. start and it's stop It's going to be an interesting day, Kathy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for workers, provide sufficient space for breaks and meals to maintain social distancing, prohibit non-essential visitors and more. The order announced by Governor Tom Wolf was signed by Secretary of Health Rachel Levine. It goes into effect at 8 p.m. on Sunday. April 19th. As many are wondering when things will go back to normal, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy says he does not see life going back to how it was before the coronavirus spread throughout the country. People talk about a new normal. I think that's a reality, Murphy said. The notion that we're going to go back, let's turn the clock back to three months ago, I just don't see it. During his press briefing Wednesday, Murphy described a new normal restaurant might be at 50% capacity with a temperature check at the door, servers wearing masks and gloves, services being wiped down hyper-aggressively, and tables far apart. If they become widely available, Murphy said he could see customers taking a rapid saliva test like the one being developed at Rutgers University. That test was given FDA approval earlier this week. Murphy said based on experts' opinions, a vaccine for COVID-19 would not be available for at least one year, so he hopes the rapid testing will become accessible much sooner. Wow, a saliva test. Right? To go to a restaurant? You're spitting this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be wild if it became the norm to... Like a spittoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah right in front. Uh, listen, I saw this going back to the mask thing. I saw this text from it says, I need a mask to go buy a mask. <laughs> they yeah, don't yeah. Have a mask. I wonder, are but you can use a bandana or something like that? Are wax lips acceptable or no? Wow, I, mean, I didn't seriously? even consider yeah. that. I mean, they're how about right? those things we used at the camp out there? Show? Sure, those big, yeah. I have one in my lips. computer bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, they wax don't work. lips should get it done, oh, right? And a rubber nose. In yeah. fact, those don't work because it opens your it, mouth yeah. up more. Yeah, that wouldn't Oh, work. There, you're right. Yeah, the lip spreaders. Yeah, Go completely opposite. Mm. I thought this is what it was supposed to do, drool all over you. <laughs> right. And pull your nostrils open. Yeah. Montgomery County is opening a new self-swab COVID-19 testing site uh, Thursday morning in Whitpain Township. This site, a drive-through testing location at Montgomery County Community College, is a self-testing site with each person doing their own nasal swabbing. Tests are by appointment only. Due to the limited number of available tests, they will be reserved for high-risk individuals meeting the criteria. Persons of any age with symptoms of sudden illness, first responders, healthcare workers, anyone with known or suspected direct contact to someone with COVID-19, or anyone who has been recommended by their doctor to get tested. Yeah, Kathy, that's right next to the uh, new do-it-yourself dental service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then well, there's a majority of the people out there who just want to know, hey, because, <clears throat> you know, it's very possible to, that you had it and showed no symptoms whatsoever. People just want, like, I'm I'm just curious. I just, did I have it? So did they, I ever have it? I forget you know? who, who, who actually got checked, and it turned out they had it and had no symptoms. Yeah. Oh, well. So it's yeah. one of those things. Uh, they actually believe, Kathy, and there's, there's data that's making the rounds, I forget where I saw it, but um, uh, that as many as possibly 30, 30 million people could have had it yeah. and not have realized they that they've no had clue, it. Yeah. But we need to know those. Scary. People need to know. No, yeah. we need to know those numbers. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's what the, the testing is really going to provide that insight. Yes. Well, I'm wondering how invasive this testing is because the original testing that they have been doing or that they're still doing, um, I mean, goes pretty far. Uh, no, the, the new nasal, there's there's a nasal variation that is just at, at the, basically at the tip of the nose. Okay, so this is just just inside that you don't have to like jam this thing down your throat. Right, no. they still have those. Okay. But you know what, when I, with the, about a week before this all hit, when I, when I got, you know, the flu and I went to see Dr. Mm-hmm. Mike Duty, I did, he had to do the culture from the back of my throat thing. Oh, yeah, oh man. my God, I hate that. Yeah. I hate it. So I'm glad at least they can do the nasal swab yeah. now right. because that throat culture thing sucks. And the saliva swab is actually a little less invasive yes. too. It's, mm-hmm. it's quicker and yeah. the results, 
they did it live on one of the news channels and, and got the results within like five minutes, five, six okay. minutes. Yeah. All right. Individuals qualifying under requirements for first responders or healthcare worker status may be asked to prov- provide proper identification. Individuals not meeting one of the above criteria or who lack the necessary documentation will be denied access to testing. So obviously these tests are limited, so they're really um, holding them uh, I, for the people who absolutely need them. I think it's going to be par for the course, Kathy, that if you're going out to dinner on any given night, you need to bring a stool and, and uh, a <laughs> urine sample with Seriously. you, correct? Wow. I know. So this site will be open 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Saturday as testing supplies allow. Registration for each day's appointments will open at 8 a.m. each morning and will remain open until all available spots are filled. Individuals can register online at moncopa.org slash COVID-19. There's also a phone number available, 610-631-3000. After all time slots are filled each day, anyone attempting to register will be provided with the option to join a wait list, which will be active for that day only. This site will provide self-swab COVID-19 testing by appointment only. A person picks up the test kit from a table, swabs each nostril, puts the swab back into the tube, and then back on the table. The sample then goes off to a lab in a secure bag with no direct contact between site workers and potential patients. It cuts the risk of transmission and saves on protective gear. Now, speaking of protective gear, the Philadelphia Police Foundation purchased 50,000 KN95 masks for virus protection for the Philadelphia Police Department. The nonprofit covered the 140,000 Cost in order, uh, for $140,000 cost in order to assist the men and women who are protecting the city in the face of the coronavirus. The masks were delivered to the police academy and will be distributed throughout the entire department. KN95 masks and other similar protective equipment are in short supply and are critical to the health and safety of first responders. The KN95 mask is an industry standard and means the mask filters above 95% of the particles in the air. There are over 6,000 active duty police officers in the department making the Philly police the fourth largest in the country if businesses or individuals are interested in supporting the purchase of uh, personal protection equipment for the department during the pandemic you can contribute online at phillypolicefoundation.org or you can uh, also donate right from their facebook page in sports this morning ball sacks are yummy Baseball Hall of Famer and former Philly Roy Halladay was doing extreme acrobatics and had high levels of amphetamines in his system when he lost control of his plane and nosedived into the Gulf of Mexico in 2017, killing him, a National Transportation Safety Board report said. Halladay had the amphetamine levels of 10 times the therapeutic levels in his blood, along with high levels of morphine and an antidepressant that can impair judgment as he performed high-pitched climbs and steep turns, sometimes within five feet of the water. On the last maneuver, Halliday entered a steep climb and his speed fell to about 85 miles per hour. The propeller-driven plane then went uh, into a nosedive and smashed into the water. The report says that Halliday, who was only 40 at the time, died of blunt force trauma and drowning. So sad. It should not have happened. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the top infectious disease expert in the country, said yesterday that the only way we'll see sports return this summer is if they are played in an empty stadium or arena and players are quarantined in hotels. One of Major League Baseball's ideas is to play the entire season with all 30 teams in Arizona, and another proposal would split the the season between Florida and Arizona, as in spring training. And Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins remains hopeful that he'll be playing a football game this fall, even if that means playing in empty stadiums. 
stadiums without fans. In an interview, Cousins said, honestly, we practice every day in an empty grass area and pump in fake crowd noise for away games. But more often than not, you're used to it. OTA practices don't have a lot of pomp and circumstance to them. So honestly, to go out and just play the game would kind of be refreshing. A breath of fresh air to just let us know that we don't have to have all the smoke and the fire. We can just play football. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. Just uh, scanning the text messages. There's a lot of coming in. This one's kind of interesting. It says, does anyone else think that masks are making people more sexy? It says here, Three Tooth Mary just became a centerfold. Oh, my Ooh. God. I didn't think of that. There I have is... seen some sexy riffs on masks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is a little exotic. video out of, of a girl, and she has long blonde hair. She's very pretty, and she has the mask on, and then she takes the mask off, and like she's got jacked up teeth. <laughs> so it says, the, the masks are making people hotter. Hell yeah. Well, but Mama June apparently was shopping, and she uh, she's missing like two front teeth. Oh, my and God. so, but she had the mask on, and with the mask on, she's ugly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see people uh, make their own Casey Facey masks. Ah, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Can you uh, can you have masks made with uh, with printed? Uh... Yes, you can. Okay, then I... we should we should do that. Mm-hmm. There's a survey now. Mind you, all the masks and you have. Where'd you get yours from? You you got online or uh... I, Rochelle got it yeah, weeks yeah. ago. So yeah, she ordered them online. They're they're really cool. Uh, they're they're actually. They're very uh, Darth Vader-esque, yeah. to be honest. They're black, and it, it has this little thing on it, this little ventilator of some I don't know what it right. is. I right. saw a guy driving, like, a, a big old Tahoe, right? And he had one of those masks on with his windows up. I'm like, why are you wearing the mask I in know. your car with the windows up? I mean, he looked. He looked like a stormtrooper. Maybe he, he likes like badass. He wants that look. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same reason I get all this tactical stuff. Yeah, but it's like you walk around your house. It's like you're in your car, uh-huh. and I'm like, yeah. After a while, like I'm in my house. I'm like. It's my wife and I. We're the only people in this exactly. house. Why am I? Why, why am I going nuts inside my yeah. own house? Yeah, take your precautions when you're yeah. when you're headed out and about. So. Like at your gangbangs. Uh, yeah, you yeah. may yes. want to use some extra protection at the gangbang. Yeah, uh, I think so. These times of year, you owe it to your grandparents. <laughs> All right, so we do have some stuff planned for this morning's program. It's several guests that are going to be joining us. Uh, some information. About Wawa Day, our friend, the CEO of Wawa, Mr. Chris Geisens, will be joining us. So we'll find out what they have planned. They have actually a really cool uh, thing that they're planning on doing. So we'll get the details from him. Uh, We also have joining us uh, Scott Hamilton, uh, the world-famous ice scare. Dude, amazing. Uh, He's great. Uh, And he has this event called Blades for the Braves, Olympic and uh, world champion figure skaters coming together to help health workers on the front lines. There's a special fundraising event. So we'll get the details from Scott later on. And we're also going to have, this is so damn cool, Donnie Most and Anson Williams. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Ralph Mouth and Potsy yeah. yes. from uh, Happy Days. The the duo, the team, they were kind of the two misfits on the show. And, always together. Yep. Uh, first time together since Happy Days, they have done a play, a comedic sort of dark comedy play. It's a three-person play. And uh, it's available now. Is that what this is? Harvest time? Harvest time. So what that refers to, Preston, is Donnie is Don, as he goes by now, has a kidney that that Anson Williams wants. He's on dialysis, and they made this deal. So you're going to harvest the kidney. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll uh, we'll talk to those guys around uh, 930 this morning. And we mentioned yesterday it is the official reuniting of the O'Neaters 
or The Wonders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, from the movie That Thing You Do, we're going to have Steve Zahn on uh, this morning. We've talked to Steve before, but uh, he'll, they, they have a special event that they're doing together, and uh, all the guys are getting together. I'm so glad they're making a big thing out of this, because it deserves to be a big thing. And he just also was a, uh, a an occasional character on Modern Family, which just wrapped up. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So Steve Zahn will be joining us on 10 o'clock this morning, and all of this surrounding that will be MMR's Rock Refund. We have two chances to win $500 this Cray, week. cray. Pretty sweet deal. And I haven't even gotten into Isolation Idol. That starts next week, so I'll give you the details in a little bit. we got a break to take. We have some stuff to get into, a stupid question, some entertainment stories. Got it all for you next. Hang with us today, all right? We're doing this together on a Thursday morning. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Stevens' new I Love You Rose is putting a little love in everyone's day. A portion of all Gold Rose sales will support local restaurants and healthcare workers. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have a digital download of Just Mercy with Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, and Brie Larson to give away for the answer to the stupid question. I really like this question, and I think you can figure this out without looking it up if you just kind of logically put the clues together, okay? So this is an interesting one. The Persian words Shah Mat, which mean the king is defeated, is the origin of what board game term? Rinja. Not Rinja. <laughs> Rinja. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Give it to you again. The Persian words Shah Mat. Yes. Which means the king is defeated is the origin of what board game term? 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call. Got a lot of birthdays to go through. Um, We'll start with, uh, by the way, it is the 16th of April. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. There you go. Celebrates his birthday today. He is 73 years old. Legendary actor from Airplane who later went on to do basketball. Yes. He uh, made an amazing career. Acting Surprisingly had a, uh, had a resurgence in basketball. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, one of the all-time greats. Uh, Ellen Barkin. Uh, the actress is sixty six. What's the show that she? She's on oh, a show uh, now, m- right? Monsters. Uh, some. Uh, yeah, she's the she's the matriarch of this this really horrific family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget the name of it, but she's uh, she's bat as crazy. But I've loved her in so many things. Uh, you remember her in the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai? Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the in Sea of Love with Pacino. Yep. yep. Um, and yeah, she's great. Uh, 66 today. John Cryer, the actor. Yes, we talked to him recently. He was yep. uh, doing the. Uh, he's playing Lex Luthor on. Uh, uh, Supergirl. Yep. Uh, Pretty in Pink, uh, Two and a Half Men, lots of other movies throughout his career. He's 55 today. It's also Martin Lawrence's birthday today. So Rush Hour... Three? Three? Or was that... Yeah, it's... it's no, ba- was it Bad Boys? Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Bad Boys. That's right. right. Yeah. Rush Hour. Yeah, 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 exactly right. <laughs> yep, Bad Boys. I heard it was uh, better than people gave it credit for. That Nick. Bad Boys 3 was fun, and, and uh, if you like the first two, you'll love this one. It did well at the box office. Yeah. yeah it really killed. Nice. Uh, he's 55 today. <laughs> There you go. Uh, Benedict Sixteenth. you don't get to say this often, former pope uh, is 93 years old today because all, all the former popes are all dead popes. Yeah, but he's alive, and yes. he's, he actually has a very successful ATV dealership. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Good on him. 93 years old and still getting out there. It gets out there, man. Bobby Vinton, the singer, his big oh hit was Blue Velvet. Oh, my God. She wore blue velvet. He's 
depicted in Goodfellas, is he not? Isn't it Bobby Vinton that's up on the stage? When, is uh, it? Yeah, when they come in. And they move the table yeah, right yeah, yeah. down front. What I, do you do for a living? Uh, he's 85 today. Uh, Peter Billingsley, uh, Ralphie, in A Christmas Story. And uh, co-producing partner with um, uh, Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, they're all part of the collective. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's 49. Yeah, he's in the, the Spider-Man movie. He has a relatively big role. He's the the, uh, the most recent Spider-Man movie, The Far From Home. He's, yeah. got, he's the bald guy, and uh, they flash back to like the original Iron Man, which they, they superimposed him into that one. But okay. he, had, he did a decent role in the last yeah. Spider-Man movie. Did John Favreau direct Elf? Yeah, yes. he was in Elf yep. as yeah, well. He was in Elf yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. The Doctor, right? No, he was actually like one of the elves. Yeah, okay. sorry. The Doctor is the guy from MASH. Uh, you're talking about William Christopher? Oh, no, no, no. He wasn't. Wait. You're talking about Alan Alda? No. The doctor in Elf? David Ogden Styers? No. No. <laughs> Spend some time online, Nick. Have fun over there. Loretta I'm going to go to another birthday. David Pierner, ah. the front man for Soul Asylum, is 56 today. We always bemoan his uh, his fate. He yeah. got hooked up with uh, Winona Ryder, and uh, that killed his career. That's what uh, it seems. She, she has it's, a career in that. That's the deal, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Osmond of the Osmonds. Was Jimmy the youngest? He was the youngest yeah. and the most annoying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. Uh, he's 57. <laughs> uh, Lucas Haas, who was the kid in Witness... He's also been in a bunch of other stuff, including Zoolander and The Revenant. Yeah. Uh, he is 44. Good actor. Uh, Gina Carano. Oh, yeah. Mixed martial artist. And she's then awesome. did some acting. And, in fact, she's in Deadpool. Or she plays Angel in Deadpool. Uh, she's also in The Mandalorian and Fast and Furious 6. So she's going to return in The Mandalorian. She's a super badass, a martial arts uh, chick. And she's also Henry Cavill's girlfriend. Now, the word is... She is in the running to play She-Hulk, Preston, which would uh, be pretty that's cool. Perfect. Yeah. And I actually have a story concerning She-Hulk coming up in a little bit. Yeah. And then the last birthday I have is Claire Foy, uh, who played Queen Elizabeth in The Crown. She was great. Yep. And uh, she's been in a number of other things as well. I do like her an awful lot. She is uh, 36 today. All right. We'll see if we can find an answer to this question. The Persian words Shah-Mat which mean the king is defeated, is the origin of what board game term? 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Craig for the answer. Hey, Craig. Hey, Gadzooks. Uh, Gadzooks, Craig. All right, what board game term are we talking about here? Checkmate. Checkmate. Ah, there you go. Shah-mat. I thought it was Shah-mat. Is checkmate, meaning the king is defeated. So I thought that was pretty cool. A little uh, question for you this morning. Craig, for you, we're going to give you a digital download of Just Mercy, starring Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, Brie Larson, based on a pow- the powerful and inspiring true story that follows lawyer Brian Stevenson and his history-making battle for justice to defend an innocent man. Own the original movie now uh, on Blu-ray, by the way. Uh, digital and Blu-ray. All right, so we'll start talking about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. They have offered a chance for a fan to get a walk-on role in their upcoming film, Killers of the Flower Moon, directed by Morton Scorsese. That's pretty uh, awesome. The winner will spend a day on the set and be able to go to the premiere, and this is all part of the All-In Challenge, which we spoke about yesterday, and more and more celebs are getting on board. We have audio, I believe. Is it sent over? Of yeah. De Niro and DiCaprio. Uh, who take the all-in challenge. Has that been sent over, Marissa? Uh, okay. Should be in there. So Case is going to locate Just play that. rim job, if not. We'll hear a little uh, clip. When when did it come over? Should be uh, this morning. Okay. Not yet, but we right. still... I mean, while we wait, we have a... 
Okay. Yeah, the Martin Lawrence thing. Can li- I can listen, listen to that all day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, the All In Challenge, Meals on Wheels, No Kid Hungry, and America's Food Fund are dispersing the donations. Uh, now DiCaprio and De Niro challenge Matthew McConaughey, Ellen DeGeneres, and Jamie Foxx. And here's that clip. Hello, this is Leo. Hi, this is Bob. And we're accepting the All In Challenge. Our most vulnerable communities need our support now more than ever. Bob and I are going to be starring in a film called Killers of the Flower Moon. If you ever wondered what it was like to be able to work with the great Martin Scorsese, this is your chance. We want to offer you a walk-on role. You'll spend the day on the set with the three of us. And, of course, you'll attend the premiere. Pretty cool deal, man. Yeah, listen, I, I, to hang out with, um, I, I think Scorsese is probably, and, and DiCaprio. I really, after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I mean, I liked DiCaprio before that, but uh, I think those guys would be fun to hang out with. I'm not so sure about De Niro. He, he might be a little more quiet, you know, but uh, the other guys would be, I think, a, a good time. Yeah. By the way, Nick, the doctor in Elf was John Favreau. People are yeah, there, there's a deep dive that we can go into when we need some time to kill where my brain was, but or we could just go on with the rest of the show. <laughs> we'll go on with the rest of the show, yeah. and maybe we'll dive into that melon later on, Nick. <laughs> Listen, melon. Uh, DeGeneres accepted the challenge, by the way, from uh, from Leo and Bob. Uh, and Bobby said that she and wife Portia DeRossi will donate $1 million to the fund and wow. is offering an opportunity for fans to donate and win co-hosting duties on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Could she give them a gorilla? Doesn't she have that gorilla uh, reserve? There, 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 I that don't know. Be, oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, she then challenged Justin Timberlake and Laura Dern. Uh, mm. McConaughey uh, uh, also it says McDonough. McDonough. <laughs> McDonough. McConaughey. McDonough. Also accepted the offer uh, and offered fans a chance to join him at the University of Texas football game. Uh, he then challenged Jimmy Kimmel and Jonah Hill. Other stars have recently put together major fundraisers, uh, including Octavia Spencer, Amy Carpenter, Leslie Feldman, Melissa McCarthy, husband Ben Falcone. Wow. Uh, they're teaming up with Frontline Foods to deliver meals to hospitals from nearby restaurants across the country. So this is a brilliant idea to challenge other celebrities. Stuff like this has existed before, but challenging other celebrities, challenging? calling them out, yes. it's pretty awesome. So man. it's basically the Ice Bucket Challenge meets Omaze. Yeah. And yep. it's a great idea. Yep, agreed. Uh, let's see who else we want to talk about. How about this? Cameron Diaz. She and her husband, Benji Madden, welcomed their first child together in December. And as far as she's concerned, their life in quarantine is okay. Diaz, uh, hopped on Instagram live with her friend, who, what, where chief executive officer, Catherine Power, and admitted that not much had changed. Actually, she said, I've kind of been living a quarantine life anyhow, because I have a three month old or a three and a half month old. She said, so my life has been like completely quiet and still for the last few months. She's pretty much. Giving up acting, right? Wasn't that yeah. the last thing we heard from her? Mm-hmm. She's loving the, the mommy life? Yep. She called being a mom uh, to baby Radix the best, best part of my life, adding that uh, she is grateful and so happy. She said, after we do bath time ah. uh, with our baby and we put her to sleep, Benji puts her to bed. Uh, he's so good. He's such an amazing father. I'm so lucky. He's my baby's father. He's incredible. She By the way, that. where did she meet Benji Matt? I mean, you, you wonder these circles that they operate in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know the story of where they first met and how they hit it off or anything like that. But uh, they're, you know, they're they're a success story. Yeah, so they far. absolutely are. Gwyneth Paltrow is quarantining with her 15 year old daughter Apple, her 14 year old son Moses, and her husband Brad Falchuk, and things are getting real. Oh man, do well, tell. While Gwyneth homeschools her teens, uh, they're homeworking her. Apple gave her mom a list of work goals 
which Gwyneth shared on social media. And one of them, apparently, it was advised from Apple to, quote, make more vagina eggs and candles. Oh. Vagina. Uh-huh. And uh, her celeb pals encouraged Apple's turn toward entrepreneurism. Mindy Kaling wrote, ha, 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 she's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Those uh, vagina-smelling candles sold out instantly. Uh, yes, they did. Yeah. And the vagina eggs, I get, I can't, I can't believe those still exist. You know I, what? You know, I love the butthole gravy boat. Wow. Yeah, it's right. awesome. Okay, well, everybody's got their thing. All right, so you mentioned She-Hulk a moment ago, Steve. Mark Ruffalo is ready for the Hulk to go big. Speaking to Variety, the Avengers, Avengers Endgame star said that he hopes to bring Bruce Banner and his alter ego to fans in a standalone film. Oh! Uh, <laughs> oh! Isolate that, Steve. <laughs> Well, listen, I want, just like you, I, I want a really good Hulk movie. I want a straight-up freaking Hulk movie. Because all the standalone Hulk movies have been like, eh. Uh, Let's do it again. Eh. Uh, he told Variety, we never really followed him into his life. He's always kind of off on the side. He's like, and then, Steve, you're going to have to... You're going to have to help me with these names. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of yes. the Avengers. Yes. Any idea? I, I, I should, and I, I did, and I don't, and I don't. I have no idea who those uh, are. I believe they are, um, I think, I think, I know. I, 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 Rosencrantz I've heard of before. And Guildenstern. They yeah, are, I, uh, they're characters in Hamlet. I didn't that's know that. That's it. Okay. I, I it was it a up. Jeopardy question the other night, and that's yeah. why I, I, uh, I, I was trying to remember it. Thank you, Nick. Thank right. you for all that you bring to us. Well, the Hulk is like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Rosencrantz. By, the way, by the way, Nick just pulls that off the top of his head. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Rosencrantz, wasn't he the doctor in Elf, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> That's Favreau. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it'd be interesting to fill in all the blanks about what happened to him in between all these movies, he said. Uh, Ruffalo also teased a Banner Hulk appearance in the Disney Plus series She-Hulk. Uh, uh, Taka, uh, Take Watiti, yes. uh, Ruffalo's director, excuse me, in Thor Ragnarok, said that Ruffalo has a distinct vision for Hulk. He said he's... He has very strong opinions about what Hulk would say and how he would say it. Uh, People assume, oh, well, it's a CGI character. Why would an actor do the movements? But he insisted on doing all the work in motion capture. All that stuff is him dressed in those ridiculous pajamas that you have to wear with ping pong balls on his head. And that's why it looks so freaking good. You want to talk about a character that reads as real. That one did. And in Endgame especially, yeah. when, when he <laughs> learns how to be both characters at the yeah. same time, it's it took it to a whole other level. It was awesome. Yep. Uh, yeah. So so um, so he is, the, uh, that's, the, and it does happen in the comics where he does have that, he becomes that sort of Professor Hulk. Um, but uh, She-Hulk is also um, smart right, and capable right. and conversive. I love in, in Endgame when they're in the, the restaurant and, and you see the Hulk like that and the kids come <laughs> over for a picture and everything. And, and as they're leaving, it's just so weird to hear him saying, listen to your mother. Yeah. Right? She knows what she's talking yeah. about. Come it's on. the Hulk yeah. saying that. Yeah. Come on. It's, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Come on. Although Hulk in Ragnarok is, I think, my favorite version of all the Hulks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Don Cheadle, a bestie of Ruffalo's and co-star in Avengers, said that they bonded over their forced wearing of unitards. He said, Mark and I uh, get to share the misery. Uh, everyone else is walking around in their cool clothes. Mark and I are walking around in these unitards with symbols and dots and balls attached all over them. Mark has it worse than anyone because he has to wear that rig over his face. Um, and this is cool, Steve. The 52-year-old is also, has appeared in five Hulk films, or five films as Hulk, 
in addition to wanting an opportunity to play him in a standalone film, he'd also like to see him team up with Wolverine. Yes. And Hugh Jackman. That's Well, yeah, that's a classic battle. I don't know if they could bring... Or not, or, and battle and friendship at, at, at a point. Well, the very first appearance of Wolverine was, right. was in a Hulk uh, oh. issue, and he showed up. And, and, yeah, that's what was interesting about him, because he was so small compared to Hulk, and yet he was able to... To hold, hold his, his own. own, yeah. So uh, I would love to see that. They yeah. uh, they have been talking for the longest while now. Hugh Jackman has stepped away from it about redoing it and yeah. bringing in actually a a Wolverine based more on the original source material, a smaller guy yep. with that classic costume and the whole thing. I kind of would like to see that too. Yeah, because Wolverine was like five five. He was yeah. a tiny guy. He was broad, but he was small. And that's the thing because the Wolverine, the animal itself, will. They've been known to, to take on a bear. Right, right, uh, they, right. They don't back down from anything. So that was the the, the nature of the character. Do you know who they were talking about for a while to to uh, play Wolverine in this new iteration? Scott Kahn. Yeah, yeah. Wait, who? He's uh, just a little guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. James Kahn's son. Yeah, he's yeah. good. Yeah. And he's a smaller dude, too. He is, yeah. He's just a little guy. Interesting. <laughs> uh, he's just a little guy. Let's go to Kim Kardashian. No! She's she's getting honest. So you're saying you want to hear about it? Yeah, I kind of want to hear this. Uh, she's getting honest about the realities of balancing motherhood, work, law school, and more while social law distancing school. at home. I know. I'm going to law school. Uh, she says in, For a, real. in an interview <laughs> about taking care of North Chicago Saint and Psalm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said there are, and by the way, their ages are six, two, four, and ten months. Yeah. Uh, there are so many days I don't even brush my hair or get to shower as it's a different type of task when you're now having to homeschool your kids and figure it all out. It's such a handful, wrangling the nannies who wrangled the teachers who wrangled the kids. They got to have people living with them, right? I don't know. I would they assume they to. would. Yeah. I don't think that they can handle all they need to handle. Like we it. talked about earlier, like if you started out when this all went into place with somebody in your house, it's. It's okay now at this point. So they, yeah. she, she did a, a, a yeah. PSA, uh, a video for Gavin Newsom, the governor, uh, you know, California. And um, he, uh, so they, they got it and he was putting it up on his site. And she's there doing the thing. And one of the kids is behind her, uh, Kim Kardashian, getting in the video and all that stuff. And it looks like accidentally staged, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't say a handful. She said, my hair is a mess. And I think I no. and I think I've put on makeup twice, so it felt really good. I felt really good those days. She was completely made up, and her hair was perfect. I felt like a whole different person when I finally got up and got it together. I felt so ugly. I felt like Chloe. I was all bloated and ugly, and I thought this must be what Chloe feels like. Steve, did you see the uh, the more you know with Kim Kardashian? Yeah, she, I did. On, on NBC, and, yeah. and so you know. Look, we all have our opinions about Kardashian, but this one, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen her look more plastic. And what really yeah. threw me off, and I don't know if they can pull it up in the studio, but uh, I, I was completely distracted by you her eyebrows. You get distracted. Nick, uh, yes. And, no, and, her and, eyebrows are so immense and fake and sculpted. <laughs> Kathy, it's it's like looking well, and at a mannequin. Probably, I don't know about now, but there's probably Botox above it. You know what I mean? So it like lifts it even more. So if you look at this one that she did for for the the uh for the state of California and for uh social distancing uh she looks completely plastic in that one too Nick. She's actually she's actually a a pretty woman obviously. Of course, yeah. but 
I don't know what that why that look is so desired. Here, Preston, take a look at this. Right. Yeah. What was the content of the more you know? What was she uh, learning us? It was social distancing. It was you know it was a current events kind of a thing, and it, they used a bunch of Latino actors and actresses, yeah. and you know it was, it was a good message to spread. So I, I don't I don't even hate this person. I no, just, neither do I. I just get thrown off by the appearance more than yeah. anything. Yeah, the look. The, the message, uh, Casey, was the more you know, it's going to be more than I know. Okay. <laughs> All right. So speaking with Ellen DeGeneres, Jason Momoa has said that. That uh, his wife Lisa Bonet is handling the homeschooling, and he is quote like a P- the PE coach. He said, "You know what I mean." He said, "I want to go rock climbing, skateboard, but that's about it." Uh, he all told, he said he's having a pretty special time with his family. He said, "We've got skateboard ramps and climbing walls and throwing tomahawks and shooting bow and arrow." And so we have a little bit of space. I feel very thankful. It's nice to be at home because I'm never at home. And then we have a clip of him uh, talking about he's a big Black Sabbath fan Huge. as well. Here we go. Massive, massive Black Sabbath fan. I wanted to go to their last concert in Birmingham. And I had tickets and a friend got me hooked up through Sharon. And then our, our dog passed and I, I flew home from London and I missed the last Sabbath show. Obviously, I want to be with my family. So it's just a bummer. And then they gave me a call. And she just remembered that I was a big fan. And Sharon called me and asked if I would help out Ozzy and do, like, a little promo. And I was like, kidding me? Ah, that's awesome. I love that guy. Really? Yeah, really cool. And uh, so are they in Hawaii? Is that where they are? Good question. I know he spends a lot of time there because he's from there, He is from there, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they live there or not, Steve. That's a good place to quarantine. Yes, it is. Hey, uh, so Bruce Willis, we know that he and uh, his ex-wife Demi Moore quarantined together with their three daughters, prompting speculation about his marriage to Emma Hemming Willis, but things are apparently great, a source tells people. Oh, it's great! Uh, They share Mabel and Evelyn, but they consider themselves an extended family. Yeah. Uh, The family source says Demi and Emma are close, and all three get on great as a big blended family. There's no issues at all. Yeah, we're just... Dick is Steve. Uh, Emma needed to stay in L.A. with the young kids, so that's why. So he's with that, that family, and they, the, the question, obviously, and everyone's asking. Yeah. But they, they, they are separated, but, you know, I don't... But that, then that does raise the question, I think, Nick, you posed it in those pictures where they're all there together as a family. Who Who's taking those pictures? Yeah, good question. Right. Probably on a tripod. Maybe they have a tripod. Everyone's got a tripod. Maybe they, maybe they have a tripod, Kathy. Everyone's got a tripod and a light. Mine's getting delivered on Friday. Oh, it is. <laughs> Uh, jigsaw puzzles are selling out, and Hollywood stars like Hugh Jackman, Ellen DeGeneres, Sean Hayes, and others are contributing to the old-fashioned gaming boom. I think the governor should step in and forbid them. Stop it. <laughs> They're awesome. We just, we knocked a thousand piecer out a few days ago. Did you? God, yeah, yeah, it's I time just, to get started on another one. I love you're it. You're better people than I am. I, I, find I, it, I don't have the patience. I find it very relaxing uh it is enjoying you put on some music and it just you know it, it's a it's it's an exercise of the mind i think it's pretty cool i i like to uh, i like to sip brandy and play my cello uh warner media chief robert greenblatt tells a hollywood reporter that there's something zen about puzzles there you go he's quoting me adding that uh, he often plays with Hayes or Melissa Etheridge. Mm. Uh, he said, we're constantly glued to our devices these days, but doing a puzzle is a hugely different way of using the mind. Speaking of the glue issue, do you, when you are done with the puzzle, do you glue it and put it in a picture frame? Not at all. And put it up next to your decorative uh, plates? We'll, we'll take a photo of it, and uh, we'll let it sit out for a few days and yeah. kind of admire it, and then we take it apart and put it away and start a new one. Because mm. I don't need more stuff hanging on the walls. But you can always go back and revisit it sometime. What about next to your collective? 
of uh, your collectible spoons and thimbles. Oh yeah, I didn't think they, they take up all the space though. <laughs> that's another thing that sold out. I was after Casey talked about his tiger puzzle. I was like, oh, I'm going to get a puzzle. I'll work on that. <laughs> you can't get them anywhere. Really? You want we, my tiger puzzle? You can have it. Yeah, maybe. We we got like because a, a, a few weeks before the pandemic hit, I I got a I don't know I got a knack to to start puzzles because we do it as a family activity. You just kind of leave it out and it takes a few days to do it and. You go start picking at it, and a few other people will come around, and next thing you know, it's a whole, everybody's working on it. It's kind of a fun thing to do. Um, so I went out and bought a bunch of them, and uh, so we had them. And, so and how come you can do that? So the system works flawlessly with puzzles, but yet there's strife with Lego. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's the same thing. It's more... Uh, Tactile? Covetous, I guess, of, of who finishes it. Or something. Uh, I don't know why. Because it's 3D and you can handle it and, you know, whatever. It's more satisfying. Yeah, something about that. I, I don't By know By the way, I've gotten more, like, people think that I, like, I'm buying these for you. They have more requests as to where you got the Saturn, what'd you get, the Saturn V? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, no, you had gotten me the uh, the Saturn V rocket. Oh, you mentioned that on the air. That's why I mentioned okay, it on right. my 50th birthday. Steve got me this badass, <laughs> awesome, uh... Uh, model and it's it's awesome, but this the 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 Lego thing is very impressive I, too. Where so where where did you get that? Ro- Rochelle had ordered them online, so right uh, now Parker's working on a Yoda, which is about it's about two feet tall. It's so my awesome. my baby yeah, Yoda's coming soon, by the way. About two uh, feet tall, it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> what you said it like Yoda? <laughs> yes. Thank you, Steve. Oh, two, two feet tall, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. two okay. feet tall, it is. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Guy Fieri is cooking up shows in quarantine. The celebrity chef is fronting diners, drive-ins, and dives takeout. A three-part oh! run of the show filmed remotely. Uh, on April 24th, Guy will check in with Triple D Chef All-Stars virtually to see how they're holding up. And each chef will guide him through an at-home rendition of their key meals. So you should probably try to reach out to him, talk to him. Mm-hmm. We should, because that, that's a great idea. I've been doing uh, the, the, the takeout thing is is a great way to get the food that you love and help keep these uh, restaurant workers getting some sort of income coming in. Uh, Triple D, he said, has always been about hitting the road and celebrating the hardworking folks of the restaurant business. And while the restaurant's partially closed and the Camaro is parked, Triple D Takeout is here to show you how your favorite chefs are still cooking it up to keep people fed, support the communities, their families, and their employees. Besides the Memphis Tap Room, which we ate at, love uh, it. Have you ever eaten at a diner, a, a Triple D place that uh, that he's been to? I might have and not known it, okay. but the the, the uh, Memphis Tap Room is the only one I know conclusively that was on diners, drives, and yeah. Because if you are in a city, you can actually go to their website and yeah. you, you can you know. Find out where he has been in and around that city. I've been to a couple of his places. Okay. You know, Fieri yeah. is actually, he ain't, you know who he's buddies with? Stallone. Oh, yeah. And then Stallone oh, that's right. brought Pacino yeah. over to Fieri's house. I mean, come on. Come on. How? I know. <laughs> come on. So that means we're kind of friends with Al Pacino. We're, we're dear friends with Al Pacino now. Yeah. Just the same way we are with Bradley Cooper. All right. You know what? We better skip over to the clips. In the Dark follows the a uh, young blind woman as she tries to solve her friend's murder. In this clip, Perry Matfeld <laughs> discusses the research she did to prepare for her role. Here we go. I have a blind consultant who's with me all the time. Her name's Lori Bernson. The story about In the Dark was inspired by things from her life. So then... Uh, I spent about three weeks just shadowing blind people. I don't give a f- 
There was a show years ago, do you remember, uh, called Long Street, Preston? No. Uh, about a, I think it was, he was a blind uh, detective. Okay. And uh, Bruce Lee had taught him to do some fighting for the TV series. Okay. Um, the show stunk. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, it was pretty good, actually. In the Dark Airs tonight, 9 o'clock, and that's on The CW. Here's the next clip. Mental Samurai. Ah. Features contestants answering trivia questions while being moved around by a large robot arm. Uh, this is with Rob Lowe, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. In this clip, Rob Lowe discusses being pitched the idea for the show. Here we go. So I'm a huge fan of American Ninja Warrior. So it's the, it's the same people that created that. And they came to me and were like, all right, how do we build an obstacle course for the mind? And I was like, that's great because I love trivia. I love, I'm really good. I'm brutal. Uh, trivial Pursuit, I will whip your butt. John Samos. Uh, no, it's Rob Lowe. Oh. Uh, Mental Samurai airs tonight, 9 o'clock, and that is on Fox, and that is my report. There is a show coming up just to jump in here quickly. I've seen the commercial for it a couple times, and I am massively intrigued. Have you seen the commercials for this show, Tag? Nope. Okay, it is like... What's it about? Hot, so you take um, uh, American Gladiators, uh, but the competition is Tag. You're running to a course... And they come running after you to try to tag you before you complete the course. You had me at American Gladiators. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, do I miss that show. It's a great show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, all right. Very cool. Tag. I'll have to keep an eye out for that one. All right. Well, welcome to Thursday. If you're just getting going, we're happy to have you on board. The sun is shining. We have several different things taking place on our program today. We've got a lot of guests on the show. Uh, we are going to have Scott Hamilton, the uh, world-famous ice skater. Yes. Uh, there's a charity event coming up. A lot of people are promoting charity events. We totally dig that. Uh, we also have, from Happy Days, I can't believe it, both Ralph Mouth and Potsy. Don Most and Anson Williams will be on our show together this morning. They've done a project. It's the first thing they've done together <laughs> since Happy Days. Yep. Uh, the Wonders are getting back together from that thing you do. So we'll have Steve Zahn, who is the guitarist in the band. Uh, and they have an event that's going on. I think it is this. I think it's Friday. Uh, but we'll talk to Steve about that, which is very cool. Uh, and we also had the CEO and friend of, show, friend of the show, Chris Geisens, uh, joining us to give us an, a little bit of information about Wawa Day, which is coming up. And he will share all that with you. And then... We have two chances to win $500. Come on. Uh, we're going to get that started in less than an hour, 8 o'clock. Your first chance to win with MMR's Rock Refund. So a lot to hang out for this morning. We hope you will do that very thing. And I want to thank our friends, uh, Delhi on 4th, for dropping off their Godfather hoagies today. Made with Deeds and Watson, uh, Gabagool, Genoa Salami, uh, Saprasata. Uh, prosciutto and sharp provolone topped with uh, lettuce, tomato, onion, roasted red peppers, and oregano and uh, oiled rolls. So is that the Kanji Deli? Yeah. Uh, is yep. that in Kanji? Yep. Yeah, Fuck yeah. Deli on 4th in Kanji. Yeah. All right. So uh, That's within walking distance of Kathy. That means you'll never go to it. That, yeah. All right. So uh, thank you to them. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Make sure you stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, we have a new Daily Rush video that's out. And, what is it? Yeah, it is titled Casey's Most Punchable Jeopardy Faces. <laughs> and the description is Casey reflects on which Jeopardy goat he'd like to punch. Hmm. Uh, so if you'd like to see that video, I haven't seen it yet. It's a little while back. Uh, you can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com. And it is sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar uh kathy had mentioned earlier this morning that um what's the the mandatory situation on on uh, masks 
uh, that the governor had announced, Kathy? Yeah, so uh, starting on Sunday, uh, in order to enter a business, an essential business that is staying open, um, you have to be wearing a mask, including all of the employees, which that they seem to be doing that already. Uh, but now if we're leaving the house and we're going somewhere to go to the grocery store um, or something like that, uh, you will have to wear masks as well. I was thinking about this at this. Uh, we were going to, you know, chit chat about this and a few other, you know, quarantine type issues and yes. so on. But um Steve. Is this Quarantine Corner? This, I think it's Quarantine Corner. <laughs> or Corona Corner. Uh, either one. It's a Corona activity. Yeah, corona. Uh, so what about like superhero masks? And I was trying to think of which yeah. ones would, would make for a good... Iron Man. That's what I was thinking. Iron Man. Full on Iron Man it. helmet. You got it going on, man. So I have, I have the Rocketeer helmet. But That's it's pretty got, cool, too. Yeah, but it's got a grid in the front. Well, you could wear a little... You put a little... <laughs> little mask over I now could. just the mouth put, part. Put, and put still wear the surgical helmet. mask over now, with the fin. Now is the cosplay's person's time, right? Come on. This is it. You hey, can, Link. You can walk, walk yeah. around in in full public and not have to worry about standing out. <laughs> Deadpool. You know? Yeah. Steve, Deadpool. the Spider-Man. Bane. Bane is perfect. Bane. Bane was built for the coronavirus. Yeah, you're right about that. I can't it... put my hand over my face like I normally do because <laughs> it's not correct. Yeah, but he because I'm protected. He's perfect for that. It's part of the new world order. <laughs> it is actually. Come over to my house later on. I'm making bad soup. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, Spider-Man would work. Obviously, Batman wouldn't. Uh, uh his... though the Batman Beyond would because he has a facial plate that comes down over his his chin. His chin. RoboCop would not because RoboCop has his chin exposed. Darth yeah. Vader would work. Darth Vader's Vader is made for viruses. Yeah, and all a... you have to do is burn your body and then get into a cyber cybernetic unit. And then a few other from the Star Wars. R two T two. Yeah, just get in an R two T two costume. Boba Fett. Boba Fett, Stormtrooper, Mandalorian, Stormtrooper. Yep, exactly. So all of these costumes, which I'm sure, Kathy, you have a lot of them at home. I, I mean, yes, we. I basically have every single one. We had our um, Batarang uh, delivered the other day. Nice. Oh, really? Oh, is he big into Batman? Well, now because he, he, so he's watching some movies. Obviously, now that we're we're home, so at night he watches a movie, and so now he's just starting to get back into Batman. He was when he was much younger. Now we're getting right. back into. All right. Him. I, I, all right. All right. I love that kid. We're getting some really good suggestions <laughs> on the text. Winter Soldier, it's Win- just the, oh, the mouth. Duh. Yeah, and a perfect. silver arm if you want to really complete it. Yeah, totally. Uh, Star-Lord. Star-Lord. Yeah. Dude, Guardians the, of the Black Galaxy. Panther. The Black, Black Panther. Panther. This oh, is we great. Have that. We have the full, yeah, we have that. Listen, <sighs> that is a clarion call to cosplayers all over the place. I'm going to blo- I'm I'm going to I'm going to buy a mask. I'm going to go play yeah. superhero every I actually day. have a full Black Panther mask at home. Do you? I do. Oh, do I have it? <laughs> what? <laughs> now when I need it more than ever yeah. in these uncertain times? Yeah. Kathy, you bought a batarang? Yeah, for Jace. Not for me. I know, but I like guess. you allowed him to have one. That's what I mean. How is he going to How is he going to fight off people, right, Kathy? Yeah, it's not like it's plastic. It's a it's not like it's some dangerous. It's not weapon. real. It's, it's not work. real. <laughs> so let me ask you, though, to that point, Kathy, or do you think there would be any blowback? If I were to go in with my full Black Panther mask into my Acme, 
Would that serve the purpose? If you can get away with a scarf around your mouth, why not well, a Black Panther mask? So we were just saying the other day how putting those masks on, like you almost feel like you're going in to rob the place. So right. mm-hmm. um, I would imagine that if everyone started to go in full costume, uh, I'm not sure that they would like that. Well, Dennis Miller used to have a thing in his uh, a bit in his routine, Kathy, about what if you're a bank teller in Anchorage, Alaska, and everyone's wearing yeah. a ski mask. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, you could go old school and be like, you know, do like Jesse James. Yeah. You know, like the, there's the bandana yeah, yeah. pulled down here and, uh, yeah, and, a, and a cowboy like hat. A hoagie. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody pointed out the Predator helmet. Perfect. Yeah, right? And then you, because you also have those those uh, air things when he disconnects. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Master Chief. Master Chief is yep. perfect. From Halo. Sub-Zero oh. and Scorpion if you want to go to Mortal Kombat. Yes. Get over here. Yeah. <laughs> Which one was that? Uh, that was Scorpion. Get yeah. over here. Get over here. <laughs> I love that game. I love it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have to say I'm not hating the mask thing. It is kind of interesting. And... I, I was digging the masks, Preston. They started releasing them. It was more for motorcycle uh, enthusiasts. Yeah. And uh, they were selling them. I'm like, if I buy one of those, if I, if I buy, if I bought one of those. <laughs> would, I bite it. If I bited that, would I look stooped at it? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when, when I had my long hair last year, I bought all these these buffs, and so now I have like, and they're all, you know, what buffs. Um, like if you remember buffers, from Survivor. Yeah, uh, they could be. You could either wear them around your neck. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, yes. A lot of Sorry. times, people who like do dirt biking and stuff like that will yeah. uh, will wear. A buff. I actually have that's that's what I have in my car as a, as a as yeah. a standby. I just didn't know what's called a buff. You so just I, reminded me. I, I have those because when when I uh, for hiking yeah. in cold weather, I, yeah. I and just pull it up over my nose. Are they are they different than a balaclava? Are they the same thing? I, balaclava ha- is a little bit different. It's like a honey dessert dish, and it's a little bit. <laughs> that's it's Oh. But, I'm, but I'm a little. It's a little more rigid. Okay. Right, Casey. What were you going to say? Um, no. So I have like four different ones of those, and they're all um, fish uh, related and stuff. But uh, you mean like actual fish or the band? No, nah, the band, the oh. greatest band. Ever. Why are you wearing a trout on your face? <laughs> yeah. What's with the marlin over there? <laughs> um, you know what you could do. You could do this, and it wouldn't look out of the ordinary right now, Casey. You could wear the full. Green man costume <laughs> to I go could. grocery shopping. Preston, yeah. you could do that. Could turn out that the pandemic is the funnest thing ever. That's right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, outside of all the outside people of dying, all the ass and the mm-hmm. disease and the destruction yeah. and, the destru- and the destroying our economy, you can wear masks. No, the oh, the um, Steve, what? a Rorschach mask. Rorschach's one, perfect. One that actually moves. They do make them mm-hmm. that, that actually do that that movement. I, so. I tried to get one on Amazon, and I couldn't find one. Yeah, I, I saw they were kind of an ad on uh, on Instagram. It popped up, and Casey had showed it to me. Yeah. And, uh, but I never did the follow-through on ordering it, but that would be pretty cool. Or a scream mask. Uh, what? The scream, scream mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any Kruger. <laughs> well, there's not really a mask, yeah. but... Well, you, don't, you don't just burn your face. Just burn your face yeah. really bad. Well, so they have because of like the green man and the the those um what do you call it uh, like spandex type masks. They have um you know like scary monstery masks yeah. and stuff like that that you can just throw okay, over your face. Yeah. Uh, somebody had pointed out uh, Shredder from Shredder. Teenage Mutant. Ninja oh my God! Did you, you Preston? Speaking of which, on Saturday Night Live. They did uh, middle-aged mutant ninja turtles. Oh, it was great. <laughs> okay, so it's all the teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah. uh, that have now grown up, and they all have like kids and stuff like that. Middle-aged. Yeah. <laughs> did you see it? I did. It was oh, great. It's so yeah, good. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, sorry about that, Preston. <laughs> no, I was Back just curious. I thought you might have more. Do you to have go a on. joke? Do you have a joke? You want to really I don't have a joke. Okay, per that's right. So uh, <laughs> somebody else had pointed out the gimp mask uh, from Pulp Fiction. Honestly, mm-hmm. if so, if you're into BDSM, right? Is that uh, the the whole deal? Yeah. If you have any of those masks, like the canine mask. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man. These are good suggestions. Hannibal Lecter, except he, like... Now, there's a grid. Yeah, like the uh, the, the like Rocketeer. A, yeah, the Rocketeer. There's, 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 unless you do put a surgical mask over it. Uh, yes. And then you're, you're, you're double masked. Uh, interesting. So, some ideas for you this morning. Cosplay. Uh, other things in uh, Corona activities, which these aren't really activities, but mm-hmm. these are just Corona-related. Corona Corner. Um, this is interesting. This year's high school juniors may finally do what they've often dreamed of, and that is kiss their college prep books goodbye. An increasing number of universities are dropping the SAT and ACT requirement for fall of 2021 admissions in response to the pandemic. If all I had to do when I was in college was unleash a deadly virus <laughs> to avoid your SATs. I would have done it. But they're going to have to because they canceled the testing. So these kids can't Yeah, test. there's the honestly uh, uh, and how would you yeah. how would you exert proper control over administering a test online? You can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, there, there's just you know, you have to gather I remember when we took ours you know a lot of them were like in large group rooms or in a cafeteria or the gym or whatever. I don't think there's any way they can administer these tests without uh, fear of cheating. And Nick, I saw a funny you talk about, you know, when when people do the best of intentions. I don't know if you saw the meme going around yesterday. It was at some some store and they had a couple of ATM machines lined up. And so the, they're lined up, and six feet back is a little block telling people who are waiting to use the ATM how far back they need to stand. However, there's about a half a foot space between the person to the side of you. Exactly. Well, <laughs> the virus doesn't go sideways. Doesn't go sideways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, ACT Incorporated, they're the co- and uh, the college board, the company yeah. behind the ACT and SAT, like Kathy said, had canceled. Uh, administrations of the exams until June, and that may be pushed back further. We'll see, which prompted a record number of colleges and universities to suspend the standardized testing requirements or make it optional. In total, about 51 universities and colleges have dropped the ACT's SAT requirements for at least fall of 2021. I took the... Um, uh, let me let me give you a list real quick of, of how many. So Boston University, of these, these are some of them. Uh, Tulane, Oregon Public Universities, University of Washington, Scripps wow. College, Northeastern University, Texas Christian University, uh, and a bunch of others uh, joined the list. So I remember taking the, the prep test and then I took the SAT twice because they always recommended that at least they recommended to all of us that we yeah. do it twice just to see what we could do. Uh, and uh, it, it sucked. And then we in New York had to take, Kathy, did you take the Regents test as well? Regents well, I test? remember my cousins. I, I was down in, in Pennsylvania okay. to take those tests, but I remember my cousins taking them. Yeah, so regents were, uh, so you'd take it like in English and regents math and regents, you know. Was, was that going all through grade school? No, that was or in high that school. Was, that was actually high school? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember taking standardized tests in high school. What do you guys think you would get in the SATs if you took it today? Oh, uh, uh, 40. Yeah, is there a negative Is there a negative score? score? Yeah, yeah. I think I could probably, no, because you could get your name right. That yeah. was always like the. I don't no, know. If that's I, I don't, true I'm or not, not so sure I'd do that. Right. The uh, the PSSAs were also canceled. You know, my son's in seventh grade, and so uh, you know, even for for middle school uh, kids, a lot of these tests were canceled. But I, I also wanted to ask because uh, I live near Villanova University. A lot of these kids that are in college now 
went home in the middle of the semester thinking that they might come back at some point. Right. And so all of the dorm rooms, as far as I can tell, still seem like they're they're fully furnished, like all the kids' stuff is there. I so wonder, we should go steal their stuff uh, is what you're right, saying. Right, right, right. What I'm saying is, like, are those dorms locked? And, can, and like, how much money is in there? <laughs> how much money no. would you have to pay somebody to get in there? When will they go back and get their stuff? Will well, they be allowed to do it on mass? Some schools, no. Well, some schools um, were sending them in. I forget. I think it might have been Westchester. It, I, I can't it was remember, Kathy. They, it was sort of like a rolling schedule. Fifty at a time. Yeah, and they had twenty minutes to pack, basically pack up their room huh. and get out, and then the next round of kids were coming in. Wow. Uh, yeah, so, Nick, I wouldn't doubt it if a lot of those uh, dorms are still um, – because uh, yeah. the, uh, we've sort of been in a stasis not knowing how things were going to play out. Some schools have actually – some colleges, I think, have allowed students back um, around the, uh, well, in the country. Well, did, they did for a moment. But yeah, I, I, don't I don't know if they rescinded that. That, that yeah. lasted. That was at the, the onset. And well, uh, some of these were like, you know, yeah, come on. Yeah. We're not, not going to do this. And, and I think we're going to do this. Change their mind. <laughs> yeah. yes, Even our kids, though, I mean, not as much as a dorm room, but like, you know, the, our kids have stuff at school still. At some point, yeah. they're going to have to be able to get let, let in to go get their, stu- their things. My yeah. paste. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, listen, you can do it. You can schedule it so that everybody's not on the campus at the same time. Yeah. You can schedule it so you can go back and get your stuff. Oh, my God. If I was a junior and, and this was looming over my head and knew that I didn't have to do it, it would be so awesome. So if you're looking for good news, oh. at least on that level, because it, it did suck. It You had to divert. For us, I mean, at the time I was in school, they put the weight of the importance of the SAT. Yeah. Oh, you better do well or your life will be destroyed. Uh, somebody says, if only Lori Laughlin would have waited. Her <laughs> yes. dumb kid could have waived the test scores. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody else says, wait, what? My son took SATs in early March and got a 1470 uh, so it could it mean matter. nothing. Well, well no, no, that, no, it'll it's, still mean something. It means, yeah. It'll mean quite a bit, actually. Yeah. So. They just they still won't put require... that test score in no matter what. Yeah, right. They just won't 14, require college 70. entrance exams. Won't require the 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 ACTs or the ACTs, right? That's what you're saying, Preston. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. But it, it, it's still a nice feather in your cap. So lie and say you got a fourteen seven. Right? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, fifteen hundred is perfect, right? Uh, yeah, sixteen. See, we're so stupid, we don't know what a perfect yeah. score is. Exactly. <laughs> don't say we. I knew it was sixteen. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't say anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did not. <laughs> yes, I did. I yeah, totally uh, said it. Uh, yes, I did. Yes, huh? Infinity. Yeah. No, you didn't. You can't, you can't triple save a double, double stamp. <laughs> Lloyd, can't, Lloyd. Can't triple save a double save, Lloyd. All right. Anyhow, uh, now another thing uh, that uh, people are missing out on is going to be uh, some activities like prom, which, you know, now it's a corona activity, I guess. But, no. uh, yeah, so you can fire that Play up. the song. Corona activities. Yeah. Which- People are going crazy over this stuff. This is the, the you want to talk about it. One of the the mo- almost what you earn for going to school is the prom. The prom's a little bit of a payoff for your scholastic career. Not an education. That means nothing. <laughs> no, the, the, uh, yeah. uh, but the, the prom does carry so much weight. Well, this guy in Phoenix has a pretty solid idea. He's a man- general manager of uh, Nick's Menswear. His name is Josh Fink, and he came up with a pretty solid idea. About a month ago, and he hopes it'll be a win-win for high school students who feel prom was taken away from them. It's called Promcella. Uh, the event is described as a two-day music festival with DJs, music acts, food trucks, local vendors that culminates with an evening fireworks show. And they're scheduling it for mid-July, assuming that the restrictions for large gatherings uh, will be lifted by them. But if not, you know, they can push something further back like that. But maybe, outdoors. maybe have something down the road. Yeah. At least. Now, the difference being, 
you know, prom is just your school. Yeah. And then if you go to this big event where there's multiple schools. It's like going to Coachella. It's like going to Coachella. Yeah, it's the same thing. A little bit different. But you yeah. know what? Listen. It's like prom stock. People are kicking around ideas, and, and some things maybe will be put in place that will at least celebrate what could have been, you know? So, John Krasinski is going to host a prom tomorrow night on, on his Some Good News network on mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube. So he's going to DJ it and have guest DJs, and it's a virtual prom that's going to be available for people to access on YouTube. And is it the same? No, of, tor- of course not. But it's a way for you to gather and maybe have some fun. Part of prom, though, was, you know, a lot of times that was, you, that was a romantic encounter, so... Yeah, Unless you can convince your sister, yeah. Guy. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Like you had a whole, whole other experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, mom, can I make love to you tomorrow night? Oh my god! Come on, <laughs> uh, don't be that way. So prom, I mean, in my house, it's not really been a big thing. Thing. So, well, Car- you know. Caroline, I, I assume Caroline would would feel it the most, and she's not at that age yet. Yeah, right? she's, yeah. she's turning thirteen. In right. A couple weeks, so she's... she'll 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 have hers. But yeah. I mean, if you've if you've invested all that time and all that school and all that, hey, we're working towards prom, and then well, you get that pulled out from underneath you. But as we said before, and, also, there'll be you'll be part of this bizarre experience. You'll be yeah. that class. Yeah, exactly. What Kat? that did? Yeah, that didn't get a prom yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or graduation. But like some of the girls, um, you know, already purchasing their dresses. I mean, you know, you you know that prom's coming up. You know, you know, so you're you're keeping an eye out your sure. entire senior year for you know this amazing dress. Yeah, I got a text from somebody just now. Kathy who said their daughter spent six hundred bucks Aww. on a dress. So see what the I'll buy it. Yeah, exactly. I'll <laughs> buy it from them. You'll buy it <laughs> if it's my size. Yeah, that only if it's yeah. your size. It makes sense. <laughs> All right, what else is uh, in the pandemic uh, <laughs> file here? Um, all right, a third of cable subscribers may cancel if the NFL season is postponed. So, okay. 34% of cable subscribers say the lack of live sports could impact whether they keep their cable subscriptions. Uh, 10% say they are very likely to cancel cable if there are no major live sports by May 1st. And that number goes up to 13% if there are no major live sports by June 1st. And a huge takeaway from the survey is that 33% say that they would cancel their cable contracts if the NFL season is postponed. So do you think, and Nick, you wrote the sports uh, today, and and you guys, both you and Casey, are following it uh, the closest, I assume, on the show. They're talking about getting back to playing without, you know, um, in, in empty stadiums and stuff like that. Yeah. So that if they can get to that point and they can get to that point, you know, within a, a month, a month and a half, I and think start to, start to do this stuff. Yeah. Does does that is that a sufficient patch to get us through this? Yes. Yeah. There there is, um, I think, a lot of money to be made if um, they can figure out a way to get professional sports being played. And I think at this point. Um, you know, even the biggest fans don't care if they're playing in front of a live I uh, crowd care. or not. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't. I wouldn't care at all. I don't care either. I, 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 I'm not. I'm never at the stadiums. I right. consume all my sports on television. Yeah. The only sport that I would that I enjoy going to see is hockey. Really. Right. And I could. It's just going to be if they're allowed. Yeah. yeah. So what? I mean, they're believe me. They're they're trying. They're thinking of something. Uh, you know, as far as football is concerned, baseball, obviously, they're already, you know, kicking around the idea of maybe, uh, you know, quarantining and playing all the games in Arizona. I've also heard that uh, Japan was another option. Well, you can do football, just stay six feet apart. Major League Bait. No, but, like, if they did football, they would have to basically have all of the teams in one place and Quarantine. all of them quarantined. And, yeah. and I don't know how you would quarantine. You would. 
And it's a touchdown. And it's a touchdown. <laughs> you would have to quarantine um, them and their families because people don't wouldn't want to be quarantined away from sure. their families for sure. months. But they can do it. Yeah. They can do it. Yeah, but and they, any they version have to figure of, it out. And any version of them doing it is better than no version, right? And so any version that exists will obviously make money more money than, than no version of it existing. And at this point, uh, I, I don't know about everybody, but, like, personally, I wouldn't feel comfortable going to a football game or, or, or a Major League Baseball game this summer. Well, you know, there's, I, Nick, there's 2021, 20... I'm, I'm all right with it. Next sure. year, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be much, I'll feel much more comfortable. But this year, this calendar year, I'm not in a rush to go to any of these large mass events. And so I would much, much rather sit at home and watch some version of sports somewhere. There are two things that, that need to occur. <clears throat> well, a couple of things. But if you're, if you're talking about convincing the public, you're going to need something that is a, a, a very reliable treatment mm-hmm. if you do get it. That's one. And then, obviously, now, mind you, Preston, you, you, got the, you got the vaccination for influenza B and you got influenza B. It doesn't mean you're not going to get it. It means you're less likely to get it. So well, I got it for influenza A and I got oh. influenza B. But. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so lucky you. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, ultimately, um, you know, I, I think there's money to be made. You talk about beer sales and stuff like that. Yeah. So people are still going to, they, they can still buy and, and you can you can patch up some of this stuff and get Sports, sports is such a sign of normalcy for so many people. Well, I would listen. It has to be. It has to get up and running. I would buy a package that would include, you know, like normally I get my football for free, yeah. right? Like it's just on network television. But I would pay to watch professional football. Now, what I'm wondering is if they were to quarantine the league and 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 have it go on. Where would they do it? Because they would have to have everybody. Like, so would it be in Texas? Yeah. Would it be in Arizona? Because it would need to be somewhere where there's, you know, um, they would pick a couple, a couple of key cities, key yeah. cities, but yeah. you know, a, a place that has a, a, enough football fields to, right? Maybe all the games aren't played at one o'clock. You know, maybe they stagger them, and because it's not uh, in front of a live audience, they can. Um, basically keep the winner of the game hidden. So Mark Cuban was talking about this with a couple of other sports uh, you know, owners, and they were saying, basically, you, you turn the power and the financial resources of these leagues <clears throat> on cleaning and overseeing and temperature testing and, and actually testing the players every couple of days yeah. to make sure that you have everything up and running and good. You can do it. Case, you know what? In, uh, I think in St. Louis, they have, there's a huge soccer hub there, yeah. and they have like these complexes with tons of soccer fields, like right. covering just acres and acres and acres. So I wonder if they would choose a less populated area, sure, you know, like that, and do it as opposed to major city, you know, and and, well, and just, it wouldn't matter where it's being played. I you know think they I mean? would probably try and choose uh, an area. You, that, I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry, because right, right. you wouldn't even need a viewing. Right, uh, you uh, don't state. You don't need, need that. You don't need it at all. They could just play out on a field, and with the right camera work, it would still look interesting. You could have the Super Bowl in the field behind your house, Preston. <laughs> yeah, good. No, they would probably try and choose a place that has a uh, um, a desirable climate, right? Yeah. So something like Texas, Arizona, California, and then, um, but also like Texas because of Friday Night Lights. Even the high school fields are like good, good stuff. Really, yeah. really good stuff. Yeah, and Casey, to that point, like the the, the one of the plans that they're bandying about for the NHL, if that if that season were to resume this year, is North Dakota. And part of the reason that they pick North Dakota is that a they have enough facilities. You know, there's there's enough rinks there. The number of people that can go to the game doesn't matter because they're going to be playing in front of empty crowds. And it's a sparsely populated state, so the, the the players, the teams, the team staff, everybody could quarantine there and be and and. 
they could stay safe and stay healthy. I have a question for you guys. So I, I'm, I'm not, I don't follow a lot of sports. I'm a hockey fan, kind of like Steve, yeah. and that's kind of my sport. The rest, I just kind of keep a, a, a light, uh, you know, tab on what's going on in the world of sports. So sports is not a big, big part of my life. On the opposite end of the spectrum, do you think there's some people who are finding out that maybe? They don't need it as much as they thought they oh, did. Oh, sure. Preston I, Preston, I was just having a conversation with somebody about this, and, and it's somebody who works in the sports industry. It, it is their job. It is their main income, um, and, and they said that they believed that that would happen, that people hmm. are finding out that they don't actually need this in their life and that they when it does come back or, or or you know when they do it does enter back into their life that they can just watch it on TV that going to the events is not as important as we all think it is and I, and i i think they'll warm back up to it if they kind yes. of go well you know i don't have to live this life but it'll it'll creep its way back in but i just thought it was bizarre coming from somebody who works in that industry you know yeah. you're yeah. going to have different realizations different iterations you're going to have different um there'll be hybrids of certain things and i think also the, it was already going towards that, uh, Nick. You you look at the the Wells Fargo and and the um, the renovations they did to get people off their couches into the oh, sta- yeah. into the venue to check these things out. I think you'll see an amplification of that stuff. You'll especially you'll have... in the NFL. The yeah. NFL attendance was already down. I mean, right. Philadelphia is is the exception. You know, Eagles games sell out year after year, but the the people don't go to the stadiums as much anymore anyway because. The ability to watch from home in the comfort of your own couch with the bathroom right around the corner, and you're not spending fifty dollars on parking, et cetera. Et cetera. You're going to see ticket accessibility uh, a lot, a, a lot um, more accessible, I should say. You're going to see price, probably price reductions. You're going to see some additions to things that are going to make it more enticing to people to uh, sort of initially fight the fear of going, and then B to say, well, I, I, I kind of really enjoy just watching it from my home. What's my reason to get up and go out? And so you'll see so all these things start to come into play. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Absolutely. As yeah. long as, though, the people, all those people who peripherally make their, their livings, you know, from businesses that are close to the venues right. and so on and so forth, we need to think about them and sure. helping them, you know, bridge all this stuff. Casey, did you see the other day the XFL filed for bankruptcy? Yeah. And, of course, uh, they're saying, well, it's, uh, yeah, it's the pandemic. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so the I'm first, sure it is, but. the uh, Listen, a lot of people were tuning in for the first week or two. Uh, just to see what it was all about. Yeah, just see what it was all about. And, and then I didn't hear a big buzz about it, you yeah. know, after last couple of, you know, or first couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, Stephen yes. has an interesting uh, take on line one press of you uh, about uh, how, how they might be able to package. You're it, on so. the air, Stephen. Good morning. Hey, hey, how you guys doing today? Good. I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to call in and basically say that um, the NFL and sports teams like that, if they are missing out on the, if they're missing out on the uh, money, then all they really have to do is start like a Philadelphia Eagles TV. Yeah. And then all they would have to do is stream everything on their own. And then pretty much have, like, you know, your, you, you basically have your, your Philadelphia Eagles, you do your locker room interviews, you do the team, and then basically as a consumer, you're getting the best optimal setting that you could have. You do it on your TV, and then for the NFL and sports teams like that, it's going to actually cut out on the middleman and the Comcast and your Xfinity. You, you're saying making it more a la carte. Absolutely. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I I don't want a la carte. Uh, I want you the know league. I want I want I, I like the league. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I watch Thursday night football. I watch Sunday night football. Monday night. Um, when the Eagles play at one, I watch the four o'clock game. When they play at four, I watch the one o'clock game. 
You know, I wake up on when they play in uh, in London. I watch the nine o'clock in the morning game. So, and there are a lot of people like me. So, but yes, I, I would buy the package uh, for the Eagles if I needed to do that. Right. But uh, I would also I would want the the national package. Okay. All right. Thanks, Stephen. We appreciate it. This text says I couldn't care less about sports, but I'm dying to know. What's going to happen with the Romstein concert yeah. at the lake? Yeah, right. It's true. That's true. I didn't understand why that thing sold out until I saw video footage of it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. that looks awesome. Think like a super kinetic Richard Marks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, that. Yeah, just sparks like that. and explosions. No, it's, but, it's, um, it's an experience. Who knows, man? This is all up in the air. Yeah, so I mean, if they were to do that with the with the NFL and, and Major League Baseball, like I, I saw a text that came over says that the 12th man is is, you know, it's definitely a factor when it comes into games. When when a team has to play on the road in somebody else's stadium, the the, the crowd noise and the yeah. travel and all that sort of stuff is definitely uh, a disadvantage for for some teams. But you know what? Everybody uh, is going to be um, in the same boat, right? So everybody's going to have that same either advantage or disadvantage. Yeah. It'll be a level playing field. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and again, some is better than nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Like whatever version sure. that they come up with, if they can come up with a, a sport, if they're playing in empty stadiums, I'd rather have that than have nothing at all. Yep. Yeah. All right, it's all part of uh, Corona activities. Yay! Uh, actually, we'll have to get some real Corona activities from Cat uh, yeah. down yeah. the road yeah. in a little bit. So. By the way, I got to mention this: Kyle, who sang that, uh, who sings the Corona Activities uh, jingle, which Casey just played, uh, put together this great video of he and uh, his musician musician buddies, which we're seeing a lot of these groups that are collaborating doing. Great. And uh, what song do they do? A lovely day. Oh, lovely day! And he's such a great singer. So we'll have to see if we can find that. It's going to be a lovely day. It's going to be a lovely day. Let's have this. When you said it yesterday, the other day was, um, <laughs> we can try it again. I said, we can try it again. <laughs> Doesn't always happen the first time. All right. We're going to take a break because we want your opportunity to win $500 of MMR's Rock Refund. We're also going to get the Bizarre File and our friend, the CEO of a little place called Wawa. Chris Geisens will be joining us in Wawa Day. He's got some details on that coming up. It's a really cool thing. So we'll be back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Mars Rock Refund. Why are you calling me? Because I won $500 from WMMR. Tune in weekdays at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 12 noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. to hear the hour's winning keyword. I don't believe it, but I just won $500. For those who enter via our mobile app or our website, there's a $10,000 grand prize. You guys are awesome. MMR's Rock Refund. $500 seven times a day. Details, entry methods, and contest rules at WMMR.com. Hell yeah. Brought to you by A&T Subaru. Subarus always cost less in Sellersville. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We've got about a minute or so before we're going to do this. So uh, I want to remind you about Isolation Idol, our contest to uh, see what kind of creativity is happening in the living rooms of the Delaware Valley. You know, they're seeing a lot of this. People are... Uh, making videos of themselves performing. It's just uh, something to fill the time with and to, you know, show off some of your uh, creativity. Uh, Yes. I haven't seen any of the videos. We have a a committee that is going through and is going to narrow down our uh, contestants next week. It's the itty-bitty. No, no. Uh, And I just saw a video of one of them. It's great. Good. It's great. And uh, Marissa's telling me we have a ton of really great ones. Very encouraged. Some of them are people are doing cover songs. Uh, some are, are doing their own original material. This guy did an original song. Now, like I said, I have nothing to do with who is going to be uh, the contestants next week. 
but he, it's about the show, and I really enjoyed the, his performance. You know what's great is that we we pretty much hate shows like this, so this is going to be the best version of this kind of show because we're going to make sure that the stuff that we like gets through. Casey's actually a fan, so he's adding that to the, that, that element of these things. He's going to look for actual talents, and he's very his sense of being critical is is right in place and where it should be. But we're we're a little bit more okay. Show us what you got. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, it's not all going to be in the rock category. Nope, it's no, 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 it's all nope. over the place. And yep. I, I had no idea when we on the uh, onset of this, we had no idea what the response was going to be like. So we just kind of, uh, man, we had to make rules because of our legal department rather than anyway. Uh, don't get me started on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to do. Um, I think 24 contestants total next week, and I'm like, I hope we get at least 24 respondents. We've gotten a lot. We got of a lot. They got yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to say no to a lot of people, unfortunately, because they made us set up these rules ahead of time, and so we're gonna do that. Well, just maybe, a heads up. Maybe isolation voice after this press. You never know. <laughs> we could do something like that, or the Delaware Valley's got talent. Yes. Who knows? All right. In the meantime, we need to do this. 93.3 WMMR. Now, your rock refund keyword. All right. We have a word. The word is equal. E-Q-U-A-L. And that's what you got to enter. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to do that. Three ways for you to enter it. You can do it through the text. Our special contest short code number is 45911. So send over the word equal. Or you can send it to us to be automatically entered for the $10,000 grand prize to our MMR mobile app. We're at WMMR.com. One, randomly, one random entry is going to win $500 in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from our company, Beasley, so be sure to answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by A&T Subaru and Chevy in Sellersville. Seven chances to win each weekday. You know that. We got two of them for you, 8 and 10. Then it happens at noon and 2, 4 and 6 and 8 p.m. So good luck. The word is equal. E-Q-U-A-L. All right, we have a uh, friend on the line, yes. and our friend just so happens to be the chief executive officer of Wawa, <sighs> uh, one of our all-time favorite places. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Wawa Day, we got to get the details on that, and there's a really cool, interesting twist that they're going to be um, doing with that. So please welcome the CEO of Wawa, Mr. Chris Geisen. Hey, hey Chris, how hey you guys. doing, man? Good, Preston. How are you? How's doing, everyone there? We're, we're doing as well as we can, as anybody else can, uh, with our, our current condition that we're in. Um, and and I know that you guys are planning something really cool, Chris, uh, with Wawa and Wawa Day. When is Wawa Day specifically? Well, it's today. It's yes! Today. All right! Look at that! How <laughs> punctual are, are we? No, it, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's a great thing you're doing. And so continue with the, uh, with the mission. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so... 56 years ago, we opened our first store today. So we use it as an excuse, I guess, to usually have some fun in our stores and do some good things. And, and that didn't really seem like the right thing to do. So we wanted to pivot. Wawa Day today is really more about just representing, talking about, and sharing the love for the, the helpers that we have throughout you know this crisis that are on the front lines in the hospitals, essential workers. So we're doing quite a bit around that to recognize them. Okay. What uh, what specifically are you guys doing? Do you know? All right. All right. So, yep, uh, they, they did tell me. So usually <laughs> I have a PR person next to me. Now they just give me 500 sheets of paper to put right. on the table. You right. got a lot to juggle. Uh, you yeah, mean yeah. Lori, Lori's not there to, to spoon that's, feed that's you what right. you need? Lori's not here. So uh, <laughs> she's probably texting right now. But, All right. All right. Uh, uh, no, we are. We we've really been thoughtful around this. And uh, one, we're giving two hundred fifty thousand dollars from the Wawa Foundation as a donation towards those 
frontline healthcare workers. So wow. it's essential. And it, yeah. it, it, you know, they are. And, and let me tell you, they're doing amazing things. I'm involved a bit at Children's Hospital and uh, you, you just get the reports from what they're doing and, and across uh, all of these hospitals and healthcare institutions. It's simply amazing. So, but the 250 really is going to helping feed people as well. So we have food banks and food pantries, as we all know, around the area that uh, really have been struggling through this and folks need uh, to support them as much as they can. So this $250,000 is going towards local food banks uh, who can apply for these hunger relief funds and they're gonna be spread out across all the region. Um, So that's one. And then also we're gonna put together 3,000 meals this week and give them out to those frontline healthcare workers at hospitals throughout all of our footprint and areas. So, that 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 means um, that means so much because obviously they're, they're they're I mean they've never been more put upon than they are now. And then you know getting getting food there you see you see uh, you know different celebrities and different people rising to the challenge and stepping up and providing food. So the fact yeah. that you can do this because not only are they on the front lines doing what they're doing, they have their own families to worry about. A lot of times yeah. they don't get a chance to get out and get food. That's that's very true. Very true. So. You know, early on in our stores, you know, we debated, should we, what what can we do? How do we help? And we've given, uh, you know, free free drinks in the morning to our, our healthcare workers so they can come in and, and make sure that they're taken care of there. And, and our associates really got behind that. They wanted to help and do something. And, you know, while I sort of that, that, that not the, the lead actor or actress, but we're the supporting actor or actress. We're the ones in the background that, that are really just helping the healthcare workers, helping you on your normal day get off to work okay, get home okay, fuel your car up. So this is just another way for us to play that supporting role to uh, to healthcare workers. To be honest, you guys have been great rolling along with all – obviously different things come down, it seems like, every other day and and restrictions and things you have to deal with. But uh, so the, the the Wawa near me on uh, Germantown Avenue doesn't have the, the gas component, but the people in there are really working hard, uh, making sure that there's enough enough spacing, making sure that the the, the people behind the counter protected. Uh, how 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 has it gone with the revisions and the way the sandwiches are made and the coffees dispensed? It seems to be every time I go in there that everything is running well. Yeah, I would say overall well, and that that has a lot to do with our awesome Wawa associates. I honestly have just. So impressed, inspired, amazed by how well they're handling this. It's it's amazing. But also our customers. I mean, they're the ones that are, are trying to understand, listen, and, and just play along these new rules. If you would have told me a few weeks ago that Wawa would have have turned off our self-serve coffee offer and changed it to a full-serve offer, that we'd have plexiglass barriers between our associates at the checkout at the coffee area, food service, in order to you know protect that uh, and, and put spacing and then have signs on all of our floors, inside and outside, that that show six foot. Dis- I would have I would have said that that's crazy. We'd yeah. never do that. And yet we've had a pivot, as everyone else has, tremendously quickly. And uh, I'm just proud of the team. They've they've really just done amazing things. Well, you should be, Chris. And and you know and you know how loyal uh, the your your customer base is, and and people are, are proud of their own their Wawa. You know their yeah, neighborhood yeah. Wawa most definitely. And you should see all the texts and, and phone calls that are coming in right now. Uh, so they do love you. And I did get this one that I'm going to mention. Uh, this one says, hey, to us, Wawa Day is when you come to Georgia. When can we expect you to arrive? <laughs> that is from Liz in Holly Springs, Georgia. So hopefully you guys will continue that that creep up north from uh, from Florida. So she's from hoping for Florida. that. Yeah. All right. Well, we're just over the state line in Jacksonville. I, I, I won't confirm or deny that we looked in Georgia. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, listen, you guys are doing great work. And, and you know, you're, you're so 
Associates are, you know, right out there, and they're they, if they're not on the front line, they are helping the people that are most definitely, and they 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 need the support. So uh, we'll put the word out that uh, you can go by and, and get uh, free beverages today. Is that what it is, Chris? For uh, well, it's it's every day. Coffee. It's, it's actually coffee in the morning for healthcare workers and and all day. So yeah, that that's that's really the the right thing for us to do. And and awesome. I think. Look, we're going to keep doing what we can. I, it's wonderful to see a lot of companies stepping up and doing wonderful things. We're not in this alone, and and it's great. So you have yeah. CEOs, you have business leaders across this region who really actively are putting their minds together on how they can help now, but also when things hopefully return to normal. And they will. They can, yeah, they yeah. will. And, and, and really how to support people then because people are going to need it then as well yep exactly well, kudos to everything you're doing yeah and uh, the the contributions are great chris it's good to talk to you Thanks, and uh, we'll talk soon okay you just stay safe all right yeah, you too. thank you chris geisen right. yeah. ceo nice head guy. honcho at uh, wawa he is a great guy if you think about all the kind of uh, you talk about the rolling things that they had to do the things they had to implement you know and, and all these businesses yeah. all these things that had to go down all these protective barriers that had to go up yep. all the systems and and all the conferences and all the calls you know, even just here, the stuff we had to to modify, and yeah, I look at the Rodney and the engineering department. You know, just getting together everything of all the people who are broadcasting from home and the people who are here, and how that was all decided. Yeah. This is all. He said just a couple of weeks ago, if you had told him, Chris was saying that any of this would be in place, he would have said, "What? You're out of your mind!" And here we are. Why didn't I invest in plexiglass? Oh my God! Oh, Who'd have known? Toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. I'm a oh. toilet paper baron. All right, we got to do the B file now. <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre. You want stories? I got stories. How about this? A brazen bus driver was fired because he was spanking it while passengers were on board. Hey, you gotta have a hobby. And he was filmed doing it, too. Uh, The careless perv was driving the bus en route through uh, Lucerne, Switzerland. Okay. But he decided to pleasure himself during the trip to the horror of one woman who filmed it. So do they have automatic transmissions, I assume? Uh, they must, yes. Yeah. Uh, she sent the footage to the company who owns the bus, who immediately cut ties with the man. A pixelated picture printed in local media <laughs> shows the man with his hand between his legs, taken from a reflection in the rearview mirror inside the bus that allows the driver to see the passengers, but also the passengers to see the driver. It's believed the driver felt that he was separated enough Due to uh, due to what he was doing without being seen because of the barrier that has been set up for uh, to offer coronavirus protection. Is there a case to be made that he just simply loves his job? It might be yeah. that, Steve, but you can only love your job Oh, my so God. Much. I love what I'm doing. I have to spank it. Uh, passengers are also only allowed to exit from the rear of the bus, and the seat immediately behind the driver was blocked for you. So he uh, thought he had all the problems in the world. Hey, I, who knows? Maybe we would do likewise if we were in the same position. But he had clearly forgotten about the mirror. A spokesman says, we are aware of this incident. The video is leaked to us without censorship. We strongly condemn this incident and apologize to those affected. And they say they... Uh, had immediately opened at disciplinary procedures and then fired the bus driver the same day. Is that mirror in place so that the, the people in the bus can watch the driver spank it? Maybe they do that as a courtesy. I'm not sure. <laughs> this is pretty wild. Steve and I were looking at video footage of this today. An explosion at a paper mill. Oh, my God. a small main town on Wednesday as a passerby captured the images of the terrifying blast. Steve, nobody was hurt or killed in that. It's, this thing was just vaporized. It's massive. Yeah. You see this huge plume go up, and you can see logs flying yes. up in the air. Really? And nobody was killed. It's called the uh, Androscoggin Mill. It's about 30 miles northwest of Augusta. 
The explosion did not take any lives. The blast happened in the facility's digester where wood chips, water, and chemicals called pulping liquor are mixed, making uh, for the pulp that eventually becomes paper. You ever driven around a paper mill? You can smell it for miles. It stinks to high yes. hell, man. Yeah. The the mill employs about 500 workers, probably about 160 Five to 175 were on premises when the blast happened, though none immediately in the area. The damage was significant, a statement says. Fortunately, the employees were on their spanking at break. Oh, uh, good. See? Yeah, sometimes it does help, so please don't be so quick to judge. All right, move over, Pizza Rat. Now behold, Pizza Groundhog. Pizza Groundhog yeah. is awesome. And he's right here in Philly. <laughs> the snag-toting animal made an appearance just outside of Crisson. Shalega Begnals, I can't spell it. Yeah, the Philadelphia <laughs> home. 6ABC reported this. She later posted a video of the encounter to uh, Action News' Facebook account. She said it's not just that people, uh, it's not just the people that like Philly pizza. Uh, gripping his slice of pie, the groundhog chewed away, unbothered by Bagnell's two dogs, Maggie and Moses, who peered at it from the other side of the glass. Uh, and he continued this way for apparently an hour working on this piece of pizza. This this groundhog is loving this piece of it's pizza, great. and 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 it's watching the dogs as if they're putting on a stage show. Yeah, and just like, mm. and and then occasionally you see when he hits a piece of cheese, it's like, it's really he's just loving it. it. Yep, it's I the cutest it. thing. Yep. Well, there's a woman in Maine who makes art. From moose poop. <laughs> moose poop? Yes. The idea is the brainchild of artist Mary uh, Wickenbach. From the moose? Who finds Why the... don't you forget the moose? Yes. For a moment. Who finds the moose leavings in the woods around her house in Maine. And listen to this. What? This is proof that anyone can get a TV show. True TV is launching a reality series about her art of moose crap. Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? And I'm going to watch it. It's about her and her family and her town in rural Maine. Uh, and it's coming to the screens in May. Uh, you can see a trailer for the show, by the way. Uh, she had apparently said, all my turds are right on there with the prices and click on them. Come on. Uh, they can let me know what they need for turds. I ship S everywhere, oh. she says. <laughs> okay. There's going to be a TV show about Quite a character. Wow. Maybe we found the... Well, no, he's he's gay, but Joe Exotic. Oh, yeah. That would wouldn't... have been a perfect match. Yeah. All right, one last story. Uh, a Manhattan man was arrested after threatening to blow up Central Park's Alice in Wonderland statue with a pipe bomb. That bitch! Would-be bomber Kevin <laughs> Fallon went down the rabbit hole April 9th when he allegedly sent a text to friends and family announcing his intention to blow up the 1959 bronze statue depicting the Lewis Carroll Tales famously fraught tea party. What the hell did she do to him? On Saturday, he allegedly sent loved ones, including an ex-girlfriend and his father, photos of a pipe bomb and rifle ammunition, along with a chilling threat that said, look both ways before you cross the street. This is going to hurt. None of you are safe. I am lethal. Uh-huh. An- another missive included a photo of an apparent pipe bomb with a wristwatch attached to it and said the alarm clock bomb is for real. When I give it to him, it will be filled with powder and ready to detonate. So he's so he's going to give it to people, and then he focused his ire at the Alice in Wonderland statue? I guess so. And he, because it sounded like he was going to attack people, but yeah. then he figured out his statue would be better. Well, according to court records, which identify him only as one of the people he was texting with. So. Oh, uh, who, who's the other? The Mad Hatter? Uh, the NYPD con- conducted a wellness check on his apartment at his mom's request. They found three pipe bombs, rifle ammunition, ammunition and multiple knives that had been taped together. But the bomb squad was called in. They found that the bombs weren't functional. 
Uh, later that day, Fallon was tracked to a hotel where he was taken into custody. Why not take that anger and that that ability and that need to make something and make banana bread? Yes. Right? Why not? Mm-hmm. It's all the rage. All right, and there you go. That is what I have for you in the bizarre file. Let us take a break and come back in a moment because we got a stack of guests coming up today, man. Scott Hamilton's going to be joining us around 9 o'clock. We actually have Anson Williams and Donnie Most on from Happy Days. Yes, Ralph and Potsy. And uh, Steve Zahn, one of the wonders from that thing you do. They're yeah. doing a, the, the big getting the band back together. Uh, so we got a bunch coming up. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Here, Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. When a reporter finishes a story, what questions did you wish they'd asked? What's one unexpected detail they didn't have time to explore? Why is it even happening? Get to the why behind issues that matter in your community. The Why from WHYY uncovers interesting parts of the story you haven't heard about yet. The impact of those stories on your life and your neighborhood. There's more to every story, if you take the time to tell it. Subscribe to The Why wherever you get your podcasts. Don't settle for part of the story. Steven Singer Jewelry is still shipping fast and free as safely as possible. Whether celebrating mom or celebrating life, they're there for you. IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, thank you to our friends at uh, Dietz and Watson, uh, especially Deli on 4th and Conshohocken. They are now open for takeout. They yes. brought by some great food this morning. You can taste four generations of family recipes made with love and show your support for local businesses and get the info at realphillydeli.com. All right, so I got a choice to make here. All right. I either put on my chef's hat or I, or I smoke my pipe. You know what? Because it's either the the historian or the connoisseur. I have good stuff in both, and I don't have time to do a, a text um, uh, poll to see who would uh, like to hear what. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Cutting, especially, I, was, I, was, I was just reading an article about food and about takeout, and you just mentioned takeout. All right, but if you want the historian sometime, let me know. He bent to the will of the people, and he's back. He's the connoisseur. He gets the best tables, the best food, and knows where the best takeout is. Plus, he'll get us through this goddamn coronavirus. Uh, Wendy's has brought back the Frosty Cookie Sunday for a limited time. Uh, the dessert creation <laughs> debuted on the chain's menu in April of last year. What is what this? this? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's a frosty base, and you can choose chocolate or vanilla, uh-huh. topped with chocolate Chunk cookies, bites, and Ghirardelli chocolate sauce drizzled on top of it. What? That sounds pretty good. That sounds... Oh, t- there's a picture of it. Okay. Um, that looks good. That does look good. That is no, no, good. No, the problem sometimes when you put um, cookies or brownies or things like that in an ice cream is it gets so hard, it's like you're chewing rocks. That because it kind of freezes slightly. Yeah, it freezes no. a little bit unless the cookie's heated. I or, melt. You, you melt the you, yes. You heat the cookies and or you put the whole thing in the microwave for ten seconds. Or you can do like a blizzard, you know, or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, if it's real other small. Places versions of that where they, right. where they mix it all together. But yeah. their uh, their cookies are all already soft. They're not going to harden up that much. No, I, mean, I don't think so. No, uh, especially with a frosty because the frosty is very soft. So you've had Wendy's cookies before? Oh yeah, I can't say that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. Look at me, oh, yeah. fat bastard. Uh, <laughs> so, I didn't even know that was on the menu. Okay, yeah, worth getting. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a nice little uh, treat after you're done eating. I like Wendy's your burgers. Eight. Yes. Yeah, I've always you know liked what? Wendy's burgers. Casey, you you don't drink um, alcohol, so you should review cookies. Uh huh. You really should review cookies. <laughs> Just anything from, sweet, really, from different restaurants yeah. and things like that. And and uh, you could start a a whole industry of well, uh, I'm telling you, cookies. the. Uh, you know, Steve's wife, Claire, makes oh, an amazing chocolate chip cookie. The best. Listener Heather and listener Tara also make great uh, homemade chocolate chip cookies. But right. if it's store-bought cookies, my money goes to a place called Koffermeyer's. And they used to be in um, Philadelphia. And then they moved. They're on Brookline Boulevard in um, uh, Havertown now. And it is, I think, the best chocolate chip cookie you will ever have. And I will. I, I will look forward to trying that. Yeah. I will tell you what gets me through, and when when uh, when I find myself in times of trouble, if Mother Mary's not near me, right? Yeah. I go to Acme chocolate chip cookies. Damn good. Damn it, good. it is damn good. Damn now, good. what I do with the Acme chocolate chip cookies because of the bags of them. Yeah. I always make sure I, I check the freshest ones. The freshest ones are going to be the best. And then mm-hmm. when you get them home before you eat them, you can pop them in the microwave mm-hmm. for about an hour. No, pop them <laughs> for about uh, 10 seconds. I'll get it done. You'll be good. I, like I, the, I like the idea of the small joint, though. The, yeah. The, the, uh, um, You're talking about pot. No, I well, do. You, no, I want a big honker if I'm going to smoke weed. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, like bakeries and yes, so forth. Yes. Neighbor, neighborhood bakeries, you can find some pretty badass cookies. I think Coffee Myers might be open now. They usually close for, you know, like the winter. They close uh, right For pandemics. Around, well, not for pandemics, but like right around after Christmas, I think they shut down for a couple of months. But, Press, you, you, they're smaller cookies, right, so you can eat more. Um, but uh, you buy them by, like, uh, the weight, right? So you can, you know, half pound of cookies, pound of cookies or whatever. So, okay. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drive past her on my way home today, and I'm All gonna, right. I'll get you one. All right. I, I, so, store-bought oh, cookies. The, the, the time's up there, Case, right yeah, now. Yeah, store-bought cookies are so far superior to anything that I can make at home that I kind of prefer them, you know? Uh, well, listen, they're, they're the ones who know how to do it. Like, my wife does, uh, she she jams the hell out of those chips yeah. and makes it makes it really great. So, uh, I, I love that. So, But you're right, yeah, that, a lot of these places are really... State of the art when it comes to chocolate chip cookie making. Yeah, somebody had recommended that uh, I write a book on, on Delco, and I'm like, well, I don't want to do that because I'm lazy and uh, and I don't know all that. But I write a book on the Bronze Age. But I wouldn't mind doing like a travel log. Like a, I was thinking about doing like a blog uh, called Meals on Wheels, and and I ride my bike to certain places, and I and I eat something, and then I write about my experience. And okay. I figure if it's in Delco, I could probably ride my bike there and stuff. And I would probably start with <laughs> sweets. Okay, I can't. I, you know, my sweet tooth is just. It's insane. It's um, and it's been really, really bad over the last. Yeah, I would say since the pandemic started. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say eighteen years. <laughs> um, all right. Speaking of chocolate chip cookies, let me stick with this. Okay. Um, the DoubleTree Hotel. Did we leave the topic and come right back to it? Well, it, we're, it's still on. We're extending it. The connoisseur can do that. Chocolate chip cookies. Uh, Double Tree Hotel is known for giving customers chocolate chip cookies when they check in, and now the hotel chain has unveiled the official recipe for those cookies. I did not know that they do that, and I guess this is one of their uh, things they're famous for. I do not believe I've ever had a Double Tree chocolate chip cookie. Mm-mm. Marissa's, uh, uh, she is shaking her head over Hold on there. a second she... here. Let's get the opinion. They are so good. Really? Okay. So good. My only thing that I'm very surprised, they have nuts in them. 
And I would think that like nowadays with people and so many nut allergies, yeah. it's a little surprising to hand them out. But mm. they're like chocolate chip cookies with nuts, and they are warm and in like the little warm nuts bag to like when you check in, they're so good. Ah, uh, so they have released their recipe. Uh, the cookies contain 13 ingredients, some of which are predictable, and others that might be a bit surprising, such as rolled oats and lemon juice. Um, if you don't trust your baking skills, you can also purchase them online, fully prepared at DoubleTreeCookies.com. Scroll through this. See if there's any nuts. It might be rolled oats that you're eating, Marissa, because I find that yeah, surprising. Yeah, you rolled a tick. Uh, nope, chop walnuts. Yep. Oh, she's right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, how dare I doubt Marissa? So there's another homemade cookie that I love. My buddy Jeff, uh, his wife makes chocolate chip cookies, and she rolls oats in hers. Okay. And I listen. Gonna roll them oats. I'm gonna roll them oats, Steve. And I know that you'll agree with this. When you think you're biting into a chocolate chip cookie, and it's a oatmeal raisin cookie, uh, I, I, I a little part of me dies inside. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, this. Not, and I do love oatmeal cookies. I just, I'm, I'm, my mouth has been prepared for something else. Exactly. And it's a bait and switch. And then you have to do that. Your mouth is part full of, oh. Dude, you just made a mess in my mouth. Mm-hmm. That was like uh, Patrick Warburton when he got uh, Eddie Vedder's uh, T-shirt and he yeah. smelled it. He goes, yeah. oh. It's new. He washed it. It's clean. <laughs> All right. Uh, so if you're interested, you can get that now. So uh, feel free. Let me see what else I got here. Cue the music. Play it! I was playing it. It was potted down. That's oh, okay. my bad. Sorry. sorry. No, was, I, I have to turn <laughs> the thing down, and sometimes I forget to turn it back up. That was my fault. It's all right. No sad, bro. No, no sad, bro. It's it Thursday. Chocolate chip cookie. No sad, bro. Shut up. I'm eating. Shut up. I'm eating. He's having a sandwich from uh, Deli on 4th. The Godfather. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. chips over there, too. Yeah, technically, yeah. I was eating uh, hers chips. Late, you, lately, I've been noticed you've been eating the party mix in the morning. Dude, uh, so I have a protein bar, and then normally when Manja's open, I, I need like a... Um, devil's food cake. I need a devil's food cake, Preston. No, so if from the vending machine, they have the party mix, which is yes. like a Dorito. It's, it's got a bunch of different yeah, kinds yeah, of yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. fried, crunchy stuff. It's yeah. what athletes eat. What I need is um, some sort of carb, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm a... Uh, <laughs> I never know. That's, that's to that the point. end of the connoisseur yeah. music. Kind of so, anyway, I need some so. sort of carbon. Since Manja's not open, I can't get my bagel. So I just been you know get the party mix, slumming it with the party mix, but okay. not anymore. Not now. I got hers chips. Hers. Mm-hmm. God bless you, hers. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this though. I was a little disappointed in the vending machine. If I may go off again on a, a slight tangent here. Okay. There were these wonderful little chocolate chip cookies in the lower left of the vending machine. That have now been replaced by the much more caloric intensive Pop Tarts. Really? Yeah. Uh, what kind of uh, cookies were they? They were, were, they were on, on a famous Amos level. Okay. Yeah, another guy. Uh, if you see, because sometimes I'll see the vending guy, I'll tell him if I see him. Yeah, if, please. You see, if you see him, yeah, let rabbit, him know. Sucker punch him up against what, the wall. Let him know what you want in there? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Hey! I, I, <laughs> you know what? That's a good question. Vending people, if you're listening, if we if we request something, you know, if you're just, can, yeah. can we do that? Or are you required to put everything in there? Can you do just it? imagine them writing it down? Like, yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Well, you know, before, what's that? What's that worth to you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before we left, there was a sign. We were trying to figure out who put it on there, but somebody was requesting on the uh, drink machine uh, for sparkling water to be put in there, and they left Ooh. a sign on it. We okay. thought uh. we, we guessed it was Paula Decker, and then I ran into her and I asked, it was her, and she was like, "No, it's not me." But I would definitely buy that if it was in there. I've I've become a sparkling water guy. Yeah, it's pretty much all I drink at home now. Yeah, I, I can't. When do I'm it. not drinking bourbon, it hurts my throat. Really? Yeah. Interesting. The, the bubbles. No, I like it. 
Did it's, you say while you're drinking bourbon? Yeah, well, while when I'm not drinking bourbon. <laughs> when I'm not, oh, oh, when you're not. Okay. I'm drinking uh, sparkling right. water. So. Yeah, is it? It's more carbo, uh, carbonated. Yeah, right? I, I find it to be very carbonated. Mm, yeah, more no, carbonated not than that what? I've noticed. Than like soda. ginger ale, like soda, ginger So anyway, um, we digress. We do, and oh, this is interesting. Back to the connoisseur. That's correct. Restaurants, of course, been close to or have been forced to close their dining rooms. Some have moved to takeout and delivery model, but others have closed entirely. And now another trend is emerging. Some restaurants are converting into grocery stores yes, in is, order to stay afloat. This is actually very popular. As they were showing some of the stores, some of the restaurants down in the Italian section, Preston, were doing that. Uh, uh, selling some of their uh, their ingredients and stuff that they have on premises. Yeah, some items sold by these restaurants uh, vary quite a bit. Some are mostly offering uh, the types of things already in their pantries, such as meats, vegetables, fruit, cheese, milk, and eggs. And others are even selling toilet paper and paper towels. Huh. Huh. And- I think Panera is doing a level of sort of uh, store. Del- if you can, if someone can check that, Nick, the Panera. There was a commercial for something that they were doing, and they've modified some of what they offer. Are they um, going to? Because like the the food providers, right? Like so, so um, Debella down the hall, he has a, a a person that works for him whose family owns. A mushroom farm in Kennett Square. Debella de Mushroom. <laughs> and, um, so de- <laughs> she brought in just cases of mushrooms because they weren't able to sell them to their regular outlets and stuff like that. Yes. So I'm wondering if there's going to be a basically direct-to-consumer type That's of what deal. this is. This is sort so, of basically yeah. it. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, Steve. Um, they are basically allowing you to order through Panera. And it's not every Panera, by the way. It's it's uh, in select cities. Um, but you can order the groceries that would come to Panera that they would serve, that they would use to make their you know their sandwiches and soups and whatever else. Uh, and you can do it with uh, contactless delivery or rapid pickup, so curbside pickup. Is that wild? Somebody texted yeah. said Iron Hill Brewery has been selling uh, groceries online. Oh. There you go. I have an Iron Hill Brewery right up the street from me. Mm. And you can Down the road a piece. Are they groceries there? Are they still making beer in micro brews? Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, let's ask Marissa because her her boyfriend owns a brewery. Yeah, he's making an IPA this morning. Okay, <laughs> listening to us right now. Um, and- but I, I guess I meant more like a Panera, like a storefront that is a restaurant that's also a micro brew. Uh, Panera well, isn't a micro brew. You though. mean Iron Hill? Yeah. I'm sorry, Iron Hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, Iron Hill is making beer as well too. Okay. In their stores. But, uh, Casey, about the boxes, there are a whole bunch of places. There's one called uh, Giordano's, where for $35 you can buy a box of produce. Okay. And it's all the stuff that would be going to restaurants and places in the area that don't have the need for it now, and they'll deliver them right to your house, or they have contactless pickup places all around the area. I think there's one in Jersey. There's one in Maniunk, Steve. Again, absolutely. uh, Just question, why why would you go get your groceries at a... At a restaurant rather than a grocery store. Well, you might be able to save some money, you know. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah. yeah or things you can't get at the grocery store that that are you know restocking and then flying off the shelves. So you might go there. You might go to the grocery store and not see what you're looking for and swing by a restaurant and check. Yeah, yeah. like I mean, okay. still the you know like because it had, the thought hadn't crossed my mind at all. No, that's no. why I'm asking these questions. Like meats and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been out um, in over a week, so I'm not sure how that situation is. But last time I went, it was very low. Okay. Yeah, and there's fewer people walking into these restaurants, so maybe if people don't want to go into the grocery stores for some reason, okay, uh, they have that option. And you then the restaurants can make money selling you know paper towels or toilet paper that are aren't being used. And you can help them out as well. There you go. Another source of income. Okay. So uh, some of the restaurant owners 
uh, say that they're offering competitive prices on the groceries that they're selling in order to draw in customers. So there you go, Casey. Like you said, saving some money possibly. So okay. uh, interesting. All right, what else? More from the connoisseur, always saving us money and feeding us good food. Uh, let's mention this one. Uh, you can now look for Frosted Flakes with marshmallows on store shelves. <laughs> it's, not, it's not necessary. Soon. They're I mean, already frosted. They're already frosted. It's like a really sugary cereal <laughs> that kind of poses as a healthy. It's part. healthy. Yeah. Um, it's it like, is, I love frosted many ways, right. but they, they're they sugar caked on frosted. It, listen, Casey it, says this is not necessary. It's really it, not It's necessary. really not necessary. I mean, look. Look at, like, Lucky Charms, right? If Lucky Charms didn't have marshmallows, the cereal is actually kind of bland. Yeah. So the marshmallows help sweeten everything up, right? This is uh, this is not necessary. There. Uh, so do you think it won't sell? No, it'll totally sell. Okay. Uh, the Instagram account Candy Hunting posted a photo of the box on Instagram. Uh, the cereal pictured looks like a mashup of Frosted Flakes and Lucky Charms. Uh, but the marshmallows are shaped like a tiger head... Silhouette. Maybe they're keying off of <laughs> Tiger King. King. Yeah. Well, look, wait a second. Put that the picture of it back up on the screen here. They're saying that they're shaped like tiger heads. They look like regular marshmallows. Tiger heads, silhouette, a paw print, a scarf, and a sweet swirl. Yeah. Sweet swirl. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scarf is red, and the other marshmallows are orange. They're unnecessary. With the swirl <laughs> having a blue tint mixed in as well. Uh, reportedly coming to stores <laughs> this month. Huh. Uh, so not necessary. Kathy's okay. cats are banging on the door. You can hear that, right? <laughs> She's throwing stuff She's throwing at stuff at him. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was in the bathroom. Jace must have let him out. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got other things. Good stuff so far. You you really you out of the gate with that, that uh, Wendy's uh, thing, that dessert. Uh, there was a story. Oh, man. What did I do? Uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, each year... The Environmental Working Group, EWG, a nonprofit organization, releases a list of the dirty dozen produce items, those most highly treated with pesticides. You're talking EUG? EUG. Uh, the group uses data from the U.S. Department of Agriculture to compile their list, which ranks produce based on the level of pesticides present on an item when it is offered up uh, to sale to consumers. Topping this year's list, which was released in March, are strawberries, spinach, and kale. I love spinach, I love kale, and I love strawberries. Okay. Uh, Toxicologist and uh, co-author of this year's Dirty Dozen List, Thomas Gilligan, says, let me be clear. uh, I'm not that Gilligan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then what did he say? Let me be clear. Don't call me little buddy. (laughs) I don't know where the skipper is. (laughs) That's all clear. We know the professor could have fixed the freaking hole in the boat because he made a generator out of coconuts. And why did the Howls bring so much clothing for a three-hour tour? Why Uh, have I not changed my name by now? He said we went. uh, We want people to eat lots and lots of fruits and vegetables. The benefits of eating fruits and vegetables outweighs the risks from pesticides. But we do think you should find ways to reduce your overall pesticide exposure if you can, and that's why we make this list. I, I actually spray pesticides on my food 
just because I like the taste. Do do any of you guys buy strictly organic because of the pesticide thing? <sighs> no, uh, we, sometimes I do. We do. you do. Kevin? You do. I mean, yeah. not strictly because of that. There there are other reasons, but um, especially produce. Yeah, it's whatever guppy sells. <laughs> that's mainly the reason I I think of why people buy organic uh, produce is because of the pesticide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get free range vegetables. Mm. You just find them growing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, the way Nico's Christmas tree shopping. So, uh, but it says, however, some of the in the nutrition field say the list scares consumers away from eating fresh produce, especially low-income consumers who can't afford organic food. It is a lot more expensive. It is. Uh, registered dietitian Elizabeth Shaw says that people should especially be eating fruits and vegetables now as they uh, can bolster the immune system. Uh, she adds that uh, conveniently grown fruits uh, and vegetables are safe to eat. Uh, even those on the dirty dozen list. Uh, I'm sorry. I just as I'm reading this and saying people should eat fruits and vegetables. I see you picking up all the all the. the I was uh, eating vegetables. Get out of my face! I, you're eating potato chip crumbs. What, yeah, okay. Well, what was the first word in that, Preston? What was the first word in what I was eating? Come on, say it. Potato. And what is that? <laughs> it's a vegetable. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a big veggie fan, right? So I got to eat vegetables however I can consume them, right? Well, so, it was, and you were showing us yes. how to do that. You were. You Fry were. them. A demonstration. <laughs> it's, enough, it's not just enough to say. It I mean, is, you, you have to show us how to do it. Sometimes I ha- Listen, I'm a, I'm a giant child, and sometimes I have to do things to occupy myself so I, I, I don't you. so I don't talk. Okay. Right? <laughs> Shaw explains. Why did you play with some string? Yeah, Shaw <laughs> explains that the Environmental <laughs> Protection <laughs> Agency... So he's eating so he doesn't talk? Yeah, he's you're welcome. eating it to not talk. You're welcome, Kathy. Standards for the amount of pesticides. <laughs> it's like that song, Running to Stand Still, Eating to Not Talk. <laughs> Can be present on produce offered for sale in the U.S., and those standards are far below harmful levels. Do you, do you think people are? So um, my <laughs> wife went to, uh, I forget where she went yesterday, but she came home with some organic uh, vegetables and stuff like that. Do you think, I, I think a lot of people perceive the veggies, the open produce at stores is a little bit more of a liability. When you get them home, you got to really clean them. You have to, I, I think, right? I clean them. We clean oh, them I anyway. Yeah. yeah, it's it's weird to, like, take a Clorox wipe to bananas and yeah. fresh fruit and, and organic veggies because you're bringing these home. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to wipe them down with yeah. uh, some kind of uh, Let me dip Clorox. Let me yeah. dip these in a Clorox bath. We yeah. went to, we, we toured a uh, uh, cranberry farm uh, several years ago. And while we were there, we, uh, one of us had said Personality something. Well, we had said something about organic, and they were like, ah, ah, don't say that word. Really? Uh, yeah, Why? it was like taboo. Because they weren't an organic farm, and oh. that, that directly competes with them. So Wait they were like, no, 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 no. What did you just say? Yeah, exactly. How was that? I want to do that. Awesome. Was it? Really, really cool. We got to go in the waders out into the bog and uh, uh, amongst all the, the cranberries. It was neat. I, I, going to a working farm and seeing the things that they do is impressive. You, it's pretty cool. You realize just how elaborate the amount of oh how God. much knowledge they need to have, yep. the specificity of what they do. And how, how they require keep... on Mother Nature to be kind. Absolutely. You know, yeah. And was this something that you just booked, or was this because no, you were privileged? No, it, it was through a family. Uh, we were privileged. Uh, yes. You were privileged. No, okay. Rochelle's uh, aunt has a friend whose you know, uh, husband owns the, the, the okay. cranberry farm. We were like, that sounds really cool. So we went and we did it. It was really neat. Preston, I, I got to do a tour of an, an organic farm a few years ago, and, and you know, just sort of tying it back into organic foods. And 
the the levels to which they have to go to make sure and, and ensure that everything is organic is really impressive. However, when you walk out of there, you're like, you know what? I'm going to eat nothing but organic from here on out. Now that lasts for like yeah, a week. Right. But but, but first, you, his, it, but first is Twinkie. Yeah. First, these <laughs> potato chips. Uh, but like when when you're there, it's an impressive operation. I, I and in fact, I I. I I can. I learned a few things about cranberries real quick, and then we got to take a break. What's interesting is when you see them in that that bog and that yes, water, yeah. they don't grow them in that. No, that's how they harvest them. Oh, okay. They, they, they flood the. They flood the. And that right? Is that what causes them to to bob to the top? They 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 have air inside of them that the cranberry does, and so they found out over time the most efficient way to do it is they 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 take the fields where they're going to grow them. They they create them so that they're sunken yeah. down. Right. They grow them. Then when it's harvest time, they flood them. And uh, then they use essentially it's this it's this it, it just goes through and whacks these bushes and loosens up all those yeah. uh, those cranberries and they float to the top. It's called the whack off. And then they just blow them with they they whack them and then they blow them. <laughs> no, then they have these giant blowers and they blow them all over into a section of that water and then they harvest them up that way. It's ingenious, it's, it actually. Is ingenious. Okay. Yeah. They used to do the same process with chickens, but they would drown pressed uh, uh, with the eggs. Idea. Yeah. Well, they they were trying things. <laughs> Uh, uh, is a bog man-made then? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. So they they have um, they they have these uh, essentially they're um, bogatizers. No, they're they're like these tunnels where the water can run through and and they can flood and then drain the uh, the bogs at at will when they need so, to. So Nick, do you think Wade Boggs come from a long line of uh, cranberry makers? By Wade Boggs. Yeah, I mean, essentially, he was his family liked to wade through bogs, <laughs> and then they, they named sense. him after that. A lot yeah. of times, our names come from what our, our ancestors yeah. did as occupations. All right, right, we have to take a break because we've got a. Um, Interview scheduled at 9 o'clock, and I want to make sure we get back for that. So that's all for the connoisseur. Uh, another By the way, time. that would be like an ultimate fall activity. Yes, it me. would. Oh. Yes, it would. Gabby just told us that'd be an ultimate fall activity, and the connoisseur is wrapping up. All right, which we are doing now. We'll come back in a moment. We're going to have Scott Hamilton on the show. Cool. And then after that, we're going to have Anson Williams and Donnie Most from Happy Days. <laughs> it's crazy. Both of them on. And Steve Zahn, who is, uh, you know, he's been in tons of movies, but he's one of the, the wonders. Uh, from that thing you do, and they're getting back together. So we'll talk to all those people. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Why do you ask? Green Day. The Glorious Suns. Come a little closer to the sky. Crowbot. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. I can barely do a cartwheel. Our next guest can do a backflip on ice skates. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I think that says a lot. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a really cool event coming up on Friday uh, to help raise some money fundraiser. And we'll get all the details. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Scott Hamilton yeah. is on the line. Good morning, Scott. Oh, man, I don't get that at home. All I get is where's my breakfast and why didn't you wake me up earlier and... Well, what, you know, it's like, I'm bored. What are we going to do today? <laughs> <laughs> they don't throw flowers at you at home, Scott? Nothing, huh? Not, not, not much. No, no, no. As a matter of fact, um, it's kind of like uh, our new normal is is really kind of kicking into a normal, right? So it's uh, it's been really crazy, bizarre. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think as, as human beings, you know, as humans, yes. we kind of... Uh, you know, we we kind of just sort of morph into what's next and try to make the best of it. And 
That's a good way to put it. Kind of our day to day, you know, and so uh, it's been uh, it's been beautiful and amazing in some ways, and and every other way it's been really you know tragic and you know the loss of life and and just you know the healthcare workers just being out there fighting the fight and and really you know we're seeing them in a you know I mean I I have a what I call a unique hobby of collecting life-threatening illness. So I'm very intimate with the healthcare community. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. This uh, this thing just, I mean, if you would have said this six months ago, oh, by the way, right. in six months, blah, 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 it would have been, what? I hey. No, I mean, that, that, that can't happen. It just can't happen. Scott, it, real, real quick about, about your personal story, because you touched on it there for a moment, and I, and I didn't know about this, and I'll probably get it incorrect, but... Um, a church I used to attend had done an interview with you and showed it uh, at a, uh, a service where I believe, did you have a brain tumor one time? No, I, well, I have a brain tumor right now. Oh, you so, do right you now? Know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so if I stop talking, that, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, it, uh, it, you know, it's just one of those things where I had this childhood illness that went um, undiagnosed. I was in that hospital for four years. I started skating and miraculously kind of went away and okay. then... Years ago, you know, years and years later, I was diagnosed with uh, testicular cancer. I right. made it cool before Lance Armstrong. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, and, and then, uh, you know, years and years later, uh, not years and years, but years later, I, I, I was symptomatic again, and I was diagnosed with a uh, brain tumor. Mm-hmm. They found out that I was born with it, which kind of um, explains my childhood illness. But I'm glad they didn't find it then because, you know, healthcare in the uh, mid 60s isn't what it is today you know? right so, um yeah and then it came back six years later and then it came back six years later and each time you know the first time it was treated with radiation um so my brain was baked in radiation which is really fun and scary and you know i just uh you know between chemo and that radiation i really feel like i've i've lost a step or three but um then you know uh Six years later, it came back in 2010, and then it was uh, surgery, one that turned into nine. Uh, there was complications, and then uh, got through that, and then six years later, it came back. And this one was different. This one wasn't met with faith. or Well, it was met with faith, but it wasn't met with the same amount of desperation and fear. It was met with, okay, all right, it's back, so um, what are my options? Okay, here they are. And then all I felt was a voice. Um, just sort of in my head that said, get strong. And so I, I said, okay, what are we going to do? And I, and they said, what do you want to do for treatment? I go, nothing. I'm just going to get really strong. And so for the last four years, I've been cleaning up my diet, working out. I've been, um, you know, staying away from, you know, sugar and things that the tumor likes Mm. and it's been shrinking on its own. So, you know, every now and then you got to listen to that voice in your head because it's probably an angel shouting at you to do the right thing. And, and with this particular episode, you know, it's been, um, you know, I, I truly understand that, you know, in money, yeah, money is, it's frightening, you know, the amount of people that are out of work, um, all the, you know, the financial um, hardship that people are going through. Um, but I, I'll remind them that, you know, you know, money, money will come back. If we, if we just put our head down and get the work done, we can, we can, we can, you know, retrieve or, you know, re, you know, find a way to, get that money back, but loss of life, we can't, we can't mess around with our health and, mm-hmm. and with the health of others. So, you know, since this, you know, this whole stay at home thing, I've been, you know, again, because I'm immune suppressed a little bit and I've, you know, had all the chemo and all those things. I've just really just hunkered down at home and loved on my family and have been here to serve. And, 
and really want to, you know, do my part and whatever I can to inspire the next person to kind of make those choices based not on, you know, their, their own, you know, kind of instinctual, you know, comforts or whatever. I'm, I, we're doing fine. I, I'm not trying to say that we, you know, we're, oh, it's been so, you know, we're fine. But the, the, the main thing is, is I don't want to be a part of the problem. I don't want to be that well, guy. Well, you're being a part of the of, of, of helping with the solution. You have the the Blades yeah. for the Braves. It's a COVID-19 fundraising event. It's this Friday night um, at 8 p.m. And it's at bladesforthebrave.org. Explain what people will encounter if they um, uh, if they access that. Well, I think it's just a lot of the skating community, and, and it's, like, from all over the world. I mean, you know, I see, like, people like uh, Miki Ando and Shizuka Arakawa from, you know, Japan, and then right. you've got Katrina Gorieva, Russian, you know, and you, you've got um, Mateo Rizzo from, uh, you know, uh, I mean, they're, they're from all over the world, Michelle Kwan, Dorothy Hamill. It's just a way for, you know, the skating community, which is very large and also very small and intimate, to come together to share a message, a, a piece of their lives um, to uh, try to, you know, drive some fundraising for, you know, the people that need it the most. And the funding goes to AmeriCares. Um, if people want to know more about it, and they go to americares.org and uh, just, you know, learn more about what's happening. It's uh, April 17th, 8 Eastern, uh, 9 a.m. Uh, Japanese Standard Time. So this is a global event. Uh, that is meant to raise money for COVID-19 relief. And, well, you, and you, you know, we do what we can, right? We do what we can. <laughs> well, you listen, so this and it's true that anybody who's ever had any sort of medical issues, and you certainly have had a multitude. I had uh, prostate cancer in, in 2014. And, uh, we, you know, and, and my mother has gone through stuff. And you, you talk about how amazing these people on the front lines are and, and these nurses and these people that get that really get the job done, that roll up the sleeves or roll them down or whatever the protective le- level is. They th- th- what they're doing is phenomenal. And, and any level of assistance we can provide is is, is always wonderful. And uh, but you, you do get a slightly different perspective when you've been in a hospital bed looking up at these people and saying, you know, what could w- help me? What help. can you do? Yeah, yeah. But you know, this is a you know, from from everything I've 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 been watching, I've been trying to learn about this, you know, it, it feels like this is almost a man made virus. Um but it also um you know, viruses you know, you know, I don't know how squirrely this one's gonna be, but um, you know, these are things, you know, flu prevention, all those things we can prevent the spread of this, we can also, you know, ultimately effectively find uh, preventions and cures for this between vaccines and, and medications, you know, but I take a step back and, you know, I have a cancer foundation that that's just ground to an absolute halt during this time because again, right. the financial hardship and, and everything is on COVID right now. And, and I, I think that's the right choice. We got to focus on COVID, but, um, but for, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at for every person that, that dies of, of coronavirus, there's 10 people dying of cancer. And so, the work still needs to get done. So mm-hmm. let's let's solve this problem as quickly as we possibly can. Um, get ahead of it for the next wave or or next year if it it wants to rear its ugly. And we will. And we can stop we, it. Yes, we, we will. There's it. there's great minds on it, and I the, the mobilization has has been um has been amazing. So we're we're definitely um on board with this. I have I I, wa- I have to ask you about this just to go off on a, on another tangent here for a second. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I watch collect. I watch Collector's Corner. You were on the show, 
And you have some uh, kick-ass stuff. You collect pinball machines, and you have some rocking pinball machines. How long have you been at that? Well, it's been. It started in the early '90s. You know, there was. uh, I just got sick of video games. You know, yeah. And uh, you know, it just there's kind of predictable, and they, and 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 so I started playing pinball, and it became like this really random thing where it just takes a little skill, and so I thought, oh, these are cool. And and back then they were kind of. They weren't too expensive, you know. They were, but you get so much play out of them. It's a nice departure. My son and I do battle all the time, my little guy. <laughs> so, um, you know, so I started like these movie themed um, pinball machines, and so I got one, and I go, oh, I like that one, but I want to get one more. And so, you know, I save up a little money, I fill up my wallet, I, you know, I got another. One. Oh, and I'm like, oh, and there's a new one coming out, which is really cool. I get that one. So, then you trade them, and this whole pinball community is alive and well. I had no idea. <laughs> That's, um, you know, pinside.com has got all these work, this community where people trade and sell and do all this stuff. And then I met a guy recently who has a big, huge shed in his backyard. He does all the plumbing for all the cracker barrels in the region. And he has over 75. <laughs> Whoa. Games in how, how many do like, you have? I have like four. I mean, I think I'm, I'm you like, had you had more I, on the show. Did well, you get... no, there was four. There were this four. There were like I have a Star Wars um at batman 66 which is really fun i've got dialed in and i've got the monsters and those are all newer machines but um it's really fun to you know kind of you know trade back and forth but the biggest collection you know was the guitar collection because i i love to support charities and we go to a lot of these events nashville has become this really kind of this epicenter for philanthropy and they have all these you know silent auctions and there's all these musical artists here but but when I lived in California, I went to a, a cancer fundraiser, and there was a Styx guitar and a ZZ Top guitar, and I'm a huge, you know, classic rock guy. So I saw these guitars, and they were kind of reasonable, and so I, I bought them, and it was like, wow, these are really cool. And then it just sort of like ignited this. Okay, yeah, you, guitar. You, you've, wow. a, you've got the collector's bug because you've got, I mean, you've got a couple, you've even got sports memorabilia, but on on the on the sticks front, Preston, you just posted or retweeted a video of, of was it Dennis DeYoung? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was singing Best of Times and because uh, the lyrics are kind of apropos yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was pretty cool, yeah. But it's it's really, you know, it's a great way to support charity and then, you know, it's to get up my love of music and my wife um, does a lot of work in Haiti and so... She uh, works with Sean Penn's organization. It's called CORE, and they're doing a lot of work through the tornado relief here in Nashville and a lot of COVID relief and everything else. They're an amazing organization. But um, there was, you know, my favorite, Bruce Springsteen. And I never thought, I mean, a million years, I'd get a Bruce Springsteen guitar. I've actually gotten them for other charities, but I never thought I'd own one of my own. And it went up for auction. And, you know, because we love Haiti so much and wanted help, she got it for me. And it's like, oh, boy, it's one of my prizes. All right. Was it one of his his telecasters or what is it? It's it's just, yeah, it's an electric guitar. And and he did a great job of signing it. Some, you know, some aren't signed so great. (laughs) You know? Like by Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But some, you know, the ones that I, I have that I, I really love, you know, I've got a Kiss guitar, which is awesome. What's um, what's what's the most valuable guitar that you own in your collection? I, You know, I would have to say right now it would probably be my uh, Eagles guitar because it's signed by Glenn Fry. Wow. And there there won't be any of those uh, yeah. anymore. Yeah. And, you know, I, um, I've been really tempted to kind of like, Oh, do I want to reach out to, you know, uh, former members? And, Don Henley and, and the rest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Don Henley's on it, but it's like, 
it's Timothy B. Schmidt. Glenn, uh, I'm a huge Joe Walsh fan. Oh. Uh, Don Henley and Glenn Fry signed it. But I'm thinking, well, Randy Meisner. Hmm. Don Felder. I, 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 I think yeah. if, if, if a Scott Hamilton call comes in and they, you, you know, for, uh, I, I, I think you'd get a response. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's fun to be able to know that, you know, just doing something I love to do. Yeah. Um, would will will help somebody that's really in need yeah. and and that's kind of what the blades for the blades brave is all about it's you know we did it it was a very short video my my 12 uh, year old son helped me shoot it and it's just sort of you know kind of what we're doing you know during this crisis and how we're getting by and uh we've been you know it's like we're so busy all my my kids are in travel sports and it's like how do we make that happen and we're going from this practice right. to that game to this and now because none of that exists we're actually sitting around the table having dinner every right. single night, hey. and we're praying, and we're, we're creating these new family traditions, and it's been beautiful in and, and that way. But also, you know, knowing that there are a lot of people fighting for their lives, we've got to do right. something. Scott, by the way, one of the things, and we're, and we're kind of starting an, an informal poll because we're finding out a lot of uh, people uh, during the quarantine are baking banana bread, and we wanted to find <laughs> out if you guys have done that. No, I've got a lot of memes from, you know, buddies. We have all these, like, group texts and everything. And, and one of them is just showing before and after pictures of all the people that are just gaining weight during this. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm, I'm back to oatmeal. I'm back to, you know, just, like, really just trying to keep it clean and lean. And I've been doing uh, – I have a guy, um, Francis, that helps me work out, and, you know, a couple times a week. And I, we do that by FaceTime. And I'm, I'm just really trying not to put the weight on it so far. So stay stay away from the banana bread then. You don't want to do that. I, I'm trying to, like – that'd be really fun to make, and maybe we'll go there at some point. But, you know, right now – Scott, by the way, you're 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 a you're not very tall. You're you're a petite guy. How much do you weigh? Which what's your what what do you weigh in at? Uh, I'm about one twenty seven right now. Twenty seven, man. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and wow. that's just again. I I can't give this tumor anything it nope. wants. No, nope. nope. you're, you're doing right. the right you're doing thing. The right you, thing. And, and 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 as an elite athlete, you've got the discipline to to keep a you know a handle on things. I would imagine. Well, and and plus, you know, my wife because you know she's been kind of the the one that, you know, puts her hazmat suit on and goes to the grocery store, I, the last thing I want to do is send her there. Yeah. So we, we, we've been trying, you know, I've got a 16-year-old son who's a, very athletic, and you know, he's been eating as much as the, the rest of the five of us. <laughs> so it's kind of hard keeping enough food I'll in bet. the house. But, you know, we're making it work, and I really applaud those, those people that are stocking the shelves and making sure that we have everything we need. And as long as you know the you know the supply chain you know holds up you know for a few more weeks and I think we're we're going to be okay. But yeah. you know the the big you know the you know for us in Nashville I don't know it's, it's really strange and weird that you know for a sign of wealth is having toilet paper in your home. <laughs> well, <laughs> it went away like, <laughs> overnight, and so. <laughs> well, just pick the pinball machine you like least and wipe with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Wipe it down. But uh, she went to Target the other day, and she goes, 
okay, there was there was toilet paper on the shelves, and it's like what? Yeah, <laughs> well, that, know, that, that, like, that's the world we live in now, right? Totally, that shows totally. the turnaround. All yeah. Right. Well, listen, Scott, we got to wrap, but let, we'll point people in the direction of the uh, COVID nineteen fundraising event called Blades for the Braves, and you can go to Blades for the Brave. Dot org and it's all the the stars of the of the professional skating world the the world champions and people like Scott will all be involved but listen man it's great to talk to you continued you know working having that health uh, go in the right direction and uh, maybe oh, we'll yeah. cross paths again t- sometime down the road remember every day you know every day is what you make it we got to live our days and we've got to you know be considerate of each other so Excellent. God bless you guys thanks right. for having me on stay well hey, you yeah, too right. thank you Scott yeah. Hamilton guys. Nice, all right. Uh, nice guy. Yeah. And he can talk, He man. can he talk. He's going. Yeah, I like that. I like I, I a guest who can bring it. Yeah. All right, so we should take a break because we have many more guests uh, before the show is up. So when we return, we're going to get uh, Donnie Most and Anson Williams <laughs> on the show. Yes. Yeah, right. really? Ralph Mouth and Potsy <laughs> are going to be on the show. They have this uh, show. It's called Harvest Time where it's a... Um, uh, a program that they recorded on uh, on YouTube, and you can watch it now. And it's it's you've never seen them quite like this. It's, They're cursing, yeah, uh, and uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's interesting. Potsy drops an f bomb like right away, yeah. a couple times. Whoa, yeah. All right, so we're gonna take a break. Come back in a second. Uh, we got B file, all that stuff coming up too. And don't forget MMR's Rock Refund. We'll return. MMR's Rock Refund, five hundred dollars, seven times a day. That sounds freaking awesome. <laughs> Tune in weekdays at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 12 noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. to hear the hour's winning keyword to win 500 bucks. You guys make my day. For those who enter via our mobile app or our website, there's a $10,000 grand prize. I'm sorry, I've been shot. MMR's Rock Refund. I've never won anything. This is incredible. Brought to you by A&T Chevy. Chevy's always cost less in Sellersville. Oh, my God. Thank you. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I'm excited to have these next guests on our show. I can't believe they're on together. They have a YouTube series, and I'm mostly happy for Casey because he finally gets to talk to the guy who sings the Pumps Your Blood song, <laughs> which we have to hear all the time. Yep. Whenever, when, when do we play that? When do you? Oh, any medical conversation? Any medical conversation? Anytime uh, his birthday comes up, uh, and basically any chance I can get uh, to play it where it makes sense. Okay, you love that song. Yes. We love these guests, and of course you remember them uh, starting together in Happy Days, and they're back together again for the first time, as they have said in the little promo leading up to it. Please welcome Anson Williams. And Don Most, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. morning. (laughs) Nice to have you guys on. We we have a really long delay, uh, so it's going to be kind of tough to conduct the interview. But we will do the best that we can. I was watching some of Harvest Time and Anson, the potty mouth on you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's the character. It's not me. I I know. It was, it was actually kind of interesting to see and hear, uh, to tell you the truth. But listen, as I had said, you know, um, you guys said uh, together for the first time, uh, or, or together for the first time in a long time for the first time is how it was set up. Um, I'm sure you guys have stayed in touch over the years, but when's the last time you worked together professionally? Well, it's as a director, uh, I was able to, uh, di- to direct Don on, on a couple of network shows. But Harvest Time is the first time that we acted together since Happy Days, so uh, it was it was just an 
unbelievable treat to be able to to be together again. And honestly, even though they were different characters, different genre, it was it was like we never left. The chemistry was still there, the love was still there, the creative collaboration was still there. It was just a it was just a magical time to to, to be able to do this show. So it's it's a really cool little thing. It's a it, it's a three person. Um, uh, play you have you don and uh and you anson and then also beth littleford a lot of people know her from uh the daily show and it's just this little character study and harvest time has to do with the harvesting of a kidney uh, either one of you can take it but explain a little bit of what the story is about explain a little bit of what the story is about <laughs> um go ahead don sure. okay sure um well anson and i played brothers uh he's my older brother and um i i we, we we find out through the piece that uh, I always felt like I was a little bit, uh, he was demeaning to me over the years and, and treated me kind of shabbily. And and what happens is he's on dialysis um, in need of a kidney, and uh, we find out that I promised him my kidney, being his brother. And, and then I show up this one day, because I've always been kind of a scammer, you know, looking for uh, looking for a quick, sort of easy easy score and um i show up and and he's saying it's, get, it's getting to be that time you know harvest time where i'm going to need that kidney and and then i let him know well i got a better offer <laughs> and, and then it opens up a whole range of of things that come up from the past and you know that's where some of that language comes from too um so it was it was a treat to play to be with anson and and as he said but to be playing completely different characters in a in a dark a darker piece, you know the tone and and the light. Everything that's very funny, it. by the way. It's very funny because when Don and then I find out no no and when I ask him, you know how we sold it, he tells me on eBay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can imagine you can imagine the thrust of the show. So the show, I mean, it, we play totally different characters, but at the same time, it's very funny. It's poignant and it's also emotional, and, and it was written by a, a, an award-winning uh, playwright by the name of Fred Stropple. So we're, we were very, very lucky in having just such an original piece. And it's it's and, just uh, it, it, it's it has like a classic. Don and I working together was amazing. It has a classic sort of like it's just a little independent film thing to it. And uh, where did you shoot it? Yeah. Oh wow, we shot it in. At uh, the condominium, because it's all taking place supposed to be in, in, in the apartment of Anson's character, and that we shot it in the condominium in Venice, uh, near Venice Beach, California. And um, we shot. It, it, Anson did a, a fabulous job of directing it because it was a. It's a challenge when you have basically it's kind of like a one act play in what in one location, so um, you don't want it to to feel flat and like, like it's a proscenium kind of a piece. So um, Anson designed a, a, a beautifully a beautiful way of shooting it, so it's very cinematic, and you feel like you're right there with everybody. So not only is, was the great, uh, the great dialogue that Fred wrote, but, um, but uh, Anson brought a, a, a real dynamis, a dynamic quality to the, to the piece as well. And it, the response we've been getting is fabulous, and People are saying, "Wow, in two minutes we forgot Ralph and Potsy." And <laughs> get into it. Nice. Well, listen, I, 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 and I, I have to, I have to yeah, Don, because I have to give Don accolades because 
you know, directing it's one thing, but acting in it, and I hadn't acted in years, was another. And Don was very instrumental in helping me, you know, with my character to make sure I was on target. And, you know, and, of course, Don is, is my best friend and one of the most talented people I know. I don't know if people realize what a performer singer he, he is. He did this CD called Mostly Swinging. I guess Amazon and iTunes, that is, you got to listen to this. I mean, not only does this man have the greatest heart, I think he's, I think he's right there in the top five greatest American songbook performers in the country. Wow. I mean, Don Moe is wow. sensational. And have you guys Thank ever you, considered doing a duet? Because obviously, Anson, you sing. We saw that quite a bit on uh, Happy Days. <laughs> well, yeah. um, we yeah. actually, once we, we, do have, we do a little bit of that. But honestly, you know, I went more behind the camera and I've gone into the entrepreneurial side of, uh, you know, of life in terms of the business area. And it's actually, it's Don's turn. It's his turn <laughs> to shine. It's his turn to be on that stage and, and sing. It, it, you know, and so I'm really there to support him. Well, listen, with the accolades you just got, Don, I think you actually do owe ants in your kidney. So, uh... I <laughs> <laughs> well, probably do. Well, you know what I'll do then? I'll do something else for him that, <laughs> since he's been so nice. It, um, it, it's very timely, actually, with what we're all going through. But Anson's been in the product business, and he's gotten a, a fabulous product called Alert Drops. And during these times, uh, it's being it's found to be very helpful for the, you know, everyone's going through the isolation and cabin fever. And and uh, he, he could tell you a little bit more, but it's a fabulous product that, that actually works and it's all natural so i'll let anson talk about it for a second oh i don't want to get it but yeah well basically it was developed by my uncle dr heimlich before he passed the heimlich maneuver yeah i'd I'd heard that your uncle created the heimlich maneuver yeah yes dr heimlich he's my second cousin but i've called him uncle since i was born and basically it started with drowsy driving because it was it was pretty catastrophic but we found out people need to be alert all the time and it's this natural, scientifically proven product that we just made a better scooter for. It's called Alert Drops. A little spray on the tongue and the sensory connection of, of tongue and brain, uh, uh, the reflex reactions of adrenaline, you're up, you're alert, nothing in your system, nothing to hurt you. And we found out that with this, you know, this, it's called isolation fatigue. We're all, we're all getting cabin fever. And people are drinking too much coffee. They're, uh, they're, you know, they're, they're really overdosing on, on all the stuff that's not good for their system. And we're finding that Alert Drops is incredibly helpful, helping them get through this period and, and having clarity and, and kind of getting out of that fog. And truthfully, if they go to alertdrops.com, they can learn all about it. And, you know, it's been honored by the U.S. Congress and California State, State Senate. It's, it's, quite a, it's quite a remarkable um, product that really was developed by my my uncle, Dr. Heimlich. I'm, I'm going to look into that. I can always use something like that. I'm going to look into that. I can always use something like that. I don't know if we have time, but the Pump the Blood, there's a great story that you brought up the Pump the Blood, and Anson just did something with that. <laughs> well, I was, I was basically, we just, we re-recorded um, Pump Your Blood, but this time, Instead of going pump, 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 it's like this. I gotta wash, I gotta wash, wash, I gotta wash, I gotta wash, wash, I gotta wash, I gotta wash my hands, I gotta wash, wash. <laughs> we did it all for the coronavirus and how to protect yourself. Oh, that's awesome. And they're putting, and, they're, oh, and, awesome. and right now they're editing, 
they're changing the music track and editing editing that into that same that that same filmed uh, spot sequence. Nice, very nice. Right. Well, listen, gentlemen, uh, our our signal that we're getting from you is is very difficult. So I'm I'm going to wrap the interview, but we will make sure that people uh, check out Harvest Time, the YouTube series, and uh, Anson and Don are on that and working together. It's just cool to see you two back together. We thank you for your time. Uh, we got to get you guys in the studio. I think yeah. we'll have a much better time chit chatting. Yeah. But uh, good luck, and and we appreciate the call, guys. Take care. So yeah, it was cool having them on, but we that it was just almost. Impossible. It was like you were talking to your grandparents. Not that they were my grandparents, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's a text that says, Jesus tap dancing Christ. This is brutal. <laughs> so ask So ask your question, and this is what it's like. So just ask any question that you would ask to answer. Okay. So how long have you guys been uh, uh, spending on, you know, working together? Working together. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the oh last God. half of Full each question we ask yeah, coming yeah. back. And then easily a second and a half delay, yeah. which is a, a, an eternity when it comes and, to uh, interview but delays. The, on the plus side, two horrible connections. <laughs> right. That, too. Yeah. Oh, man. What are you going to do? But listen. We could have talked. I mean, because they... they there's stuff we could have talked about. I wanted to ask about the love boat. I know, and you don't know until uh, until you get on the air how the uh, the signals. Too nice guys, though. Too They're super well, nice. It wasn't guys. their fault. No, and I would love to have heard some stories about happy days, but there's no way we would have been able to go back and forth like that. So, ah, you know, what was it like working on the love boat? The love the boat. boat. <laughs> 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 All right, case. Are we doing the bizarre file now? Uh, the bizarre yeah. file now. The yeah. bizarre file now. Since we got Steve Zahn coming up at ten, and the uh, yes, uh, rock refund. Yes. Rock Somebody refund. Okay, here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. All right, here we go with The Bizarre File. The Bizarre File. All right, so a uh, fifty-eight-year-old man is dead. The suspect covered in blood. Told police he had killed the Terminator. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, then he sent us all the service. Yeah, police were first made aware of the suspect, 54-year-old William Bradley, Friday afternoon. You can let him go. He killed the Terminator. On reports of a golf cart stolen from uh, maintenance workers at the Jefferson School Apartment Complex, the property manager followed the suspect in the stolen golf cart, and he told dispatch the suspect had blood all over him. Mm -hmm. When police arrived on scene and arrested Bradley, the property manager told him that he lived in the apartment complex Bradley stated he had been in a fight with the Terminator and killed him. Your golf cart, give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Officers went to do a welfare check in his apartment. Looking for John Connor, what hole is he on? Due to the amount of blood on Bradley, and that's when uh, police say they found 58-year-old Robert Carter's body. Investigators said the two did not live together or have prior relations. Bradley was taken to a custody and sent to a hospital to take care of minor cuts and he assaulted an ER doctor, two security guards and an officer. So he has been charged with murder. Obviously. And be a five iron. A teenager who was honking his horn incessantly in the middle of the night led police on a high speed chase before he was before he was found in his underwear on the roof of a home. Police officers were called at 4.27 a.m. Uh, residents were complaining of a driver at the Town Place Suites acting suspiciously. They found Brendan Gra- uh, Ray Graves, 18 years old, sitting in a blue pickup truck, honking its horn. It's- 
incessantly in the back parking lot. He's Officer- in a Stanley steamer, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Officers tried to pull the truck over, but Graves fled at a high speed. Uh, police terminated the pursuit. They were leaving the scene when they saw the same truck heading south on northbound lanes on the highway. Uh, an officer saw Graves pull into a hotel and circle around the lot, now driving with a flat tire. Wee! Guess what I get to do? <laughs> Several officers surrounded the truck as Graves tried to hit, uh, tried to exit the lot, but he was able to escape. He fled on foot. They found him around 7 a.m. on the roof of a garage in his underwear. Hi! Graves was arrested and turned over to police. He admitted to taking pills and drinking liquor before driving. Oh, really? He initially agreed to a blood test, but then changed his mind and refused. Officers obtained a search warrant and took a blood sample. And Listen, I know a lot breath. of this seems crazy, but uh, I'm okay now. All right, one last story, because I want to uh, try to stay on time here. Uh, in Baton Rouge, it's that time of year again when flies that bite and crawl into people's bodies infest areas with standing water in Louisiana. Man, it's disgusting. Residents should expect Shame on you, Baton Rouge. these annoying little black flies to be around until the weather becomes warmer. The flies, also known as buffalo gnats, will try to crawl into people's ears, noses, and eyes. I hate those effing things. Uh, insect spray, including those used for mosquitoes or other insects, are not effective on them. Jeez. Officials said female black Thanks, flies nature. tend to bite people during the late morning hours. Uh, the department shared research on the insects from Purdue University, which explains that biting females use the blood meal to develop their eggs. That's so disgusting. It says that uh, these particular flies have not been found to transmit diseases in humans. Hey, uh, a bonus. Do they transmit the COVID virus? Uh, they haven't determined that as of yet. So, All right, and there you go. That's what I got in uh, the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. When we return. Oh, wait, no, that's my bad. Hey, let me just do this. When we return, we'll play that little thingy for real and have your chance to win $500 with MMR's Rock Refund. And we are also going to have a crappy interview with Steve Zahn. Yay! All right! We'll hope for a good phone line. And Steve's Steve's an interesting guy. uh, And he's a member of the Wonders from that thing you do. And they're getting back together. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Skip the trip to the store and get your groceries delivered with Acme. Get everything you need. Milk, fresh produce, bottled water, and more delivered right to your door. It's fast and super easy. Order online at shop.acmemarkets.com and get free delivery with your first online order. Carefully picked, conveniently delivered with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so I want to thank our friends at uh, Delion Fourth, opened in 1975. They've been feeding Conchi for almost 50 years. And their dedicated staff is the true definition of a deli family. You can order your godfather hoagie to go and taste what they're all about. They use real Dietz and Watson uh, meats and cheeses. And they um, dropped off a bunch of sandwiches for us this morning. So we do appreciate that. Excellent. They are open and you can order. Support um, them. Yeah, so we're getting our guest on the line. Uh, wow, what do I do here? 
Because we're going to be in the middle of the uh, interview while it's uh, time for this. Yeah, uh, where we're going to have to stretch for about two minutes and then... Or do I just give him the word now? Marissa's kind of like gesturing to, is it too early, but you can't enter it for you two more say minutes? That. Yeah, I mean, well, listen, you can tell tell everybody the word. Well, listen, because what our guest has going on is so cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to break up the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. And, all right, so let me do this real quick. 93.3 WMMR. Now, your rock refund keyword. All right, I'm a minute and a half early with this. So it I won't apologize. register until they enter it after. It has to be after 10 a.m. All right, so you got to wait until 10. I'll reiterate after our interview, but the word is radio for you to enter, and you'll have 15 minutes after the hour starting at 10 o'clock exactly. Three ways to do that. You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be automatically entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it on the MMR mobile app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins 500 bucks in our company-wide contest, and that person will get a call from Beasley, our company. So make sure that you do answer the phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And it's sponsored by A&T Subaru and Chevy in Sellersville. Don't forget, there's seven chances to do that. We already have one earlier. This is our second one. And then we have at noon and 2 with Pierre, 4 and 6 with Jackson, and then at 8 p.m. with Jackie. So less than 60 seconds now, mm-hmm. yeah. you'll be able to enter that word. And once again, it is radio. So hang on just a second because it's not going to count unless you wait until 10. You've got a little bit of a jump. So the word is radio. and you can, Radio? You can, <laughs> Who needs a radio? You can text it to 45911. Or you can do it for the $10,000 grand prize to be entered for that at uh, the MMR mobile app or WMMR.com. There, I ate up enough time. Yeah. Oh, All right, oh. so we're good enough. All right, so our next guest, we're so excited to hear about what he and his fellow cast members of the movie, uh, That Thing You Do, are doing. Yeah. Uh, it's so cool that they're getting back together for this event. It it's is a great a, cause. It's a live YouTube watch party to support Music Cares COVID-19 Relief Fund. It's on Friday at 7 o'clock. I need to play some music, but not what our guest is expecting. <laughs> I automatically start twisting when I hear yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Captain Geach and the Shrimp Track Shooters. Please welcome Mr. Steve Zahn yeah. to the show this morning. Hey, Steve. Yeah. I love the Captain Geesh. Oh, man. Shrimp Shack shooters. The best, man. Uh, hey, are you, so you and the guys, uh, the rest of the members of the of the Wonders, uh, are, yeah. do, are doing this on your own, or did this idea come from elsewhere? No, this, uh, Tom Everett Scott and I were talking last week, like this is a week ago. Wow. Yeah. And, and we were like, hey, you know what we should do? We should do like a commentary. We should, like, play the movie, and we just thought of it as being this little thing that we just would do for fun. And then we, you know, had a meeting with all the guys, and then and then it was like, yeah, let's uh, let's see if we can do it on, let's start a YouTube page, blah, blah, blah. And now we're doing interviews and stuff, like, five days later. It's insane. It's grown so much. And, um, yeah, on Friday night, 7 Eastern, we're going to, you know, count down, start the movie, Everybody who's watching do the same, and then we're just gonna shoot the crap yeah. and uh, have a couple guests, and um, it's just gonna be like really loose and free and and really fun. You know what, Stephen? And I think that the the reaction and and why so many people have gotten excited, like ourselves, is that. We kind of see that group as a real band. <laughs> yeah. It oddly yeah, enough, it's insane, right? it, it's such a fun movie. 
And the end of it, you know, tells you about their lives and what the characters went on to do. And we kind of look at at the the own heaters as the wonders as as the real thing. You know, did you get that sensation? Yeah. Well, part of that, a lot of that has to has to do with Tom Hanks and and Gary Getzman, the producer. And when we when we got together, when we initially were cast, um, we spent like a month playing music together. That's it. Yeah. We didn't read the script. We didn't work on character. We didn't do the things that usually do um, going into a movie. And the reason is we knew that it was going to be a really big gig, meaning a lot of cameras and a lot of big production. And Tom and Gary just said, look, we don't want to have to mess around with, oh, don't, don't, don't sit on Tom now. He's not on his drums. He's not doing it mm-hmm. well. Or so, so we had to, we had to learn, you know, the songs to the point of where um, we could play them, and um, they didn't have to worry about. Yeah, us. and and you know how to play guitar. I mean, we saw you in Saving Silverman. You play in that as well. Do you play on your own for entertainment? Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's therapy to me. I mean, I, I, I've done a lot of music stuff. I did a series called Treme on HBO. Yeah, and, and that was all musicians and stuff. So. I'm the first to say that I am not a musician. (laughs) You know, I can imitate people playing guitar. That is a big difference between being being the real deal. I mean, Ethan Embry, who plays uh, bass, he's he's really good. Okay, I didn't know that. He He was one of the only ones that was like, you know... Really good. Hey, I wanted to ask about the version of the film you're going to watch because uh, I have seen some of the um, scenes that that were taken out of the the theatrical release that I think really shed a lot of light on the plot because there's a scene where you guys go to, the band goes to a a jazz radio station, and it's Clint Howard as the DJ. And I always wondered, why was that in the movie? And then when I saw the, the, the cuts they took out, uh, Guy in the recording studio after the band breaks up ends up sitting down with his the Del Paxton the jazz musician and he calls what? he calls the Clint Howard character and says man I can't believe I had I'm, I'm doing this and he's like hey start recording them talk to him get this stuff on tape and he does right. he records it takes it back to him and at the end of the movie when he's sitting in the diner with uh, Liv Tyler's character uh, Faye um, he says he's got all these tapes there with him and you just don't know what those are and apparently. He was going to become a radio jock. Oh, uh, right. And and I See? thought that was kind of a cool plot point left out uh, of the of the movie. And there were some other scenes where you find out that uh, that Mr. White is actually gay, and Howie Long is his gay lover. <laughs> um, I know, isn't that crazy? It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> aren't, aren't you surprised at, at some of the and things? Charlie Spare is in like a bunch of it. Yeah. yeah, you know, there's a bunch of other people that that didn't make the cut but that's yeah. that's movies for it yeah you i know. guess so well since you're so we're gonna we're not gonna do the extended yeah. one we're okay. gonna do the actual release version um yeah uh just for time's sake i mean it's gonna be two and a half hours right there well the, you know the, the, the movie honestly is 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 such a uh, to the people adore it it's become that sort of thing because it it's and as preston says it's one of those rare movies that in time um you know you it it, it it feels real to you. You know, the way I perceive Homer Simpson as being a real entity, this movie has that sort of um, uh, aura about it. So so when you guys get together, do you immediately, do you just immediately click back in? I mean, I, I know totally. you go, go off and do your different careers, but I assume that vibe yeah, has lasted, no, right? No, this was a really unique 
experience on so many different levels. And, and honestly, we're really tight. And I can't say that about any other cast. That's awesome. You know, that I've been involved with. And, and, um, I, it has, it has to do with kind of this, this leg. Look, this movie missed, man, in the box office. We were third. I remember. Like behind, really? yeah. uh, Something Wives Club and some other movie. And it was a real disappointment, but it has legs. And it has legs because it's just this kind of, I don't know, wholesome, really simple story. And, uh, you know, kind of a m- American myth. And it's, I mean, a lot of the movies I've done that, that people come up to me in the grocery store for were, were flops. You know, but for some reason, well, I'm a big fan of reality bites, and you know, yeah. and just just you, you there, you're a part of a number of movies that, are, that that capture moments in time, and obviously some 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 hits as well. But those movies can mean a lot, and and with the wonders, especially at this time with all that's going on, you need yeah. to take a step away from the news and let yourself turn yourself over to something that's going to make you feel good. So the fact that you're using this yeah. movie to do it is great. Well, it works too. Adam Schlesinger, who wrote that thing you do, yeah. uh, you know, died last week. Yes, um, um, and he was really responsible for the movie. Period. Um, and you know, Hanks having uh, and Rita yeah. both getting it. And I think it kind of spurred us, and we were like, "Hey, let's let's just do something fun." I mean, look, I've I've like been a non-social media guy my whole life, <laughs> right. and I just started like an Instagram just because there was this void of entertaining, you know what I mean? And I found, wow, I can do stupid crap, and yeah. you know, and and I think that's if there's anything a silver lining in this whole thing, it's kind of brought people together in a weird way, and. Entertainment will always be there. It'll just shift and change, you know. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly because honestly, listen, this is this this is a serious thing going on. But there are elements, and if you don't look for those positive elements, then you're going to put yourself into a constant panic, and that shouldn't be the case because there's every reason to be encouraged by the way things are progressing. That's that's part of it. But um, you you've been actually, and I've, I've said this, um, uh, you know, we've. Many times on the show, I, I uh, when I was going through a, a medical thing years ago, uh, Modern Family was a show for me that that really was kind of a diversion therapy. You were on Modern Therapy. I mean, Modern, Ther- Modern Family. It just wrapped up. Your experience on that show, and, and that had to be sort of bittersweet to see the the, uh, the show wrap up. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a small part of that. Yeah. But, um, but um, that you, was a that was a blast. You got to play the absolute neighbors from hell. <laughs> Yeah, I, I played kind of mean and weird. Thing. I, mean, <laughs> I talked to the writers, and they were like, "What do you want to play? You know, what do you want to do? We just want to have you on." And I was like, "We're like, this is our idea. You're the neighbor with the boat and like the truck." And I'm like, "Yeah, let me. Yeah, I'll do that guy." So. <laughs> yeah, and everyone could connect. Yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, it was cool. Um, what's the speculation on uh, Tom or Rita maybe being a part of this? I know nothing's been announced on uh, that. I think it's pretty. Pretty strong. Oh, nice. <laughs> and and Liv is involved too. Liv Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Lives in uh, lives in England, and I've been I've been uh, talking to her. It's like she's like, I, it took us an hour to figure out the the world is round and it's different times. <laughs> <laughs> so so with with with, with 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 Tom Hanks directing, and I say this is an important. You know, it was, it was a cool thing from to to be a part of that. 
Um, and sometimes actors can transition and, and, and you know, do the, the directing thing. But he seemed to really get the best out of you guys. What was that experience like working with him? Oh, it was crazy. I mean, he was, he was, I mean, he still at the top of his game, but then it was just, he was surrounded by just amazing people. And Tom is a, Tom is like our dad, man. I mean, not only did we learn, um, you know, the, the tricks of the trade, but I mean, I, I remember one day we were late, like four minutes, you know, to set, um, and he brought us all into a trailer and he sat us down and he said, okay, that's the last time that'll ever happen in a really nice kind of funny way. And we, and we thought, yeah, we won't be late tomorrow. And he said, no, for the rest of your lives. Wow. Don't be late. <laughs> and, you know, it was that kind of stuff that we, that we really adhered to that advice. And, and, um, and to this day, I mean, once you're a part of the Playtone family, you're just part of it. You know, it sounds corny, but yeah. it's true. And I talked to those, I talked to those guys a couple months ago. That's you know, great. And it was, you know, that just doesn't happen in this business. Or it does, but on personal levels, not on a uh, company S- level. Steve, do you remember the uh, the fate of your character, Lenny, at the end of the show? What they said he went on to do or have happen? Yeah, I go to, I go to Laughlin, don't I? I'm not sure where. I know that you were a used car salesman. Or no. Yeah, I, I or, think I'm a casino a Casino, guy. yeah, a small casino. <laughs> yeah, but it's not even in Vegas. It's like in Los <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but that works. That works, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I loved your character, and, and they all uh, they all had their, you know, in fact, uh, you know, Tom's character, uh, Mr. White, puts it, he's like, you know, Lenny's the fool, you know, yeah. you're the, ta- ta- right. you know, the, so Jimmy's the talent, and you're you're the smart one, and it all kind of plays perfectly. Everybody, all those characters had a great role, and it fit right in this nice little package. Uh, yeah. So, but it, it's cool that you guys are getting together, getting together to do this. It's you know a sad occasion with uh, with Adam passing, but I think everybody's going to yeah. enjoy and appreciate the, your your look into the movie. Yeah, and then and then hooking it up with um, with Music Cares, which is. Um, trying to raise money for them that yeah. really takes care of music industry people you know? there, there's so many we're, we're, we're so i mean honestly going on right now there's so many people that are a peripheral to the shows and to the music that we love who are really you know really in dire straits so to do something like this is is critically important we're going to make sure people support it and watch it and just on a basic level uh, we it's going to be awesome yeah yeah it's going to be great yeah and i can't wait <laughs> and steve we're doing it in informal uh, poll with uh, a celebrity guest uh, during the yeah. uh, during the lockdown during the quarantine. Have you made any banana bread? Oh my god, we we've made a. I was going to swear I'm not an S load. You made a lot. <laughs> you have made a lot of banana bread. I'm not, okay. I'm not even a big banana bread guy, but yeah. I'm like eating a lot of banana. Bread. <laughs> what it, we have found that banana bread is the pandemic food of choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's insane. I feel like we're in 1881. Like, <laughs> you want to go to town, kid? Like, town? Go to town? Yep, saddle up the horses. You know, we're going into we're town. We're going to drive through town and look at it. <laughs> You're right. And everybody's into it, you know, like, oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. I have nothing to do. What day is it? I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my well, God. It's time for month it is. Banana yeah. bread time. <laughs> Yeah, you, you'll see these artists, even like these death metal artists, will post pictures of banana bread that they've made. Mm-hmm. 
But I don't I don't like the chocolate chips. I, I got to say, there's too many chocolate chips. I, I have a big battle here. You have to put and me I in. Have a do- my daughter's vegan. Oh. So, get, yeah, wrap your head around that. <laughs> <laughs> I have like, to. My kids are, my, my kids are such. What? I was, nah, that's uh, the only time I chimed in for this whole interview when I ruined it. No, I said, my kids are such picky eaters that when I make things, I have to make different sections for each child, right? So, like, they, my kids don't like nuts, so I had to, you know, I have to, all right, well, this side doesn't have any nuts, or this side does, or this side doesn't have any Oh, that's that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Dude, you need to put the foot down. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm with Steve on this one. Yeah. 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 I, no, I... <laughs> well, listen. the The event is uh, it's tomorrow night at seven p.m. on YouTube. I'm going to be watching this. This I can't cool, wait cool. for something like this. Uh, so, thanks for doing it, Steve. We appreciate it. It's always great to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for helping us spread the word. Any anytime, Steve's on, guys. Yeah! Take care, man. Have a good one. Oh man, that's so cool. I love it. Banana bread and a man. banana bread. <laughs> it's what's bringing us all together. And you know what, though. I haven't had any banana bread. Really? Oh, we got to change so, that. So uh, um, my wife has been stepping up, though. Her brownies are world class. <laughs> I think I'll make banana bread this weekend. I did I did it already. I'm going to do a second batch because uh, I didn't quite perfect it. So okay. tomorrow's her birthday, and I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to pull a move. Uh, she loves nothing but cakes, uh-huh. and they do have takeout. Oh, good. All so right. I'm do I that. love Grab those them. things, Steve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. See, my bananas, I think, are ripe for the making now, and I got the special secret Betsy McElwain recipe. Really? Yes, the from-scratch banana bread. So I will probably be making it this weekend as well. Excellent. So I'll be... Glad to accept your gift of some. When yeah. this is all, when this is all over, everybody's wondering what we'll be doing when this is all over. Yes. When the quarantine is lifted, banana bread bake off. Absolutely, I'm saying it right, yeah. now. right now. We, we got to find out who's done the best. Yeah. So when we can, we can gather again, ladies and gentlemen. Someone write that down. I'm yes. not going to write it down myself. No. Uh, write it down because I'm not going to. Because I'm not going to do that. Those pens are heavy. Yeah. And and someone else come up with all the details and everything, but I just yeah. want you to know. Someone else do it. We're going to do a banana yeah. bread bake-off. <laughs> or you're going to do it, and we're going right. to watch. I'm going to do today's lesson question. We are going to do that. Uh, and we're going to give away a digital download of Doolittle, uh, starring Robert Downey Jr. And where I don't have the question. Uh, who, where, what? Uh, huh? Well, I'm looking for the questions. Um, uh, well, your emails. I don't have them. Nick, you want to ask a question? Sure. You want an early one or a late one? Uh, we, we've done the last two have been early, so let's go with one that's been a little bit later. All right. I'm going to go with a, a very recent one. When on the golf course, what iron is the Terminator's club of choice? Wow. Okay. Uh, that was just a little while ago. Let's see if you were paying attention. 215-263-WMMR. So while on the golf course, uh, what club does the Terminator need? Yeah, what iron is the Terminator's club of choice? All right, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. We're going to do the trash while you're called. Lennon. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it is brought to you by Gwinnett at Mercy University. Gra- their graduates have helped make the world a better place. Teachers, police officers, business leaders, nurses, and other compassionate care professionals, they put the mercy in G Mercy U. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Cannes Film Festival officials saying it will not be held this year in its, quote, original form. Organizers say that due to the coronavirus, they are having difficulty stockpiling enough pomposity. (laughs) (laughs) Universal, uh, NBC Universal's long-awaited streaming service, Peacock, has been forced to launch with a limited slate of shows due to production delays. 
The media powerhouse issued a statement to their stockholders saying they are good on the P but short on the cock. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Angelina Jolie telling California Surgeon General that she used to cry all the time when she saw any kind of pain and suffering in the world. Jolie says it took a long time to learn how to process it, but now pain and suffering make her belly laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trip. All right, see, we shall see if someone knows the answer to this question. Uh, when playing golf with the Terminator, what iron does he prefer? 215-263-WMMR. And I'm going to go to Eddie. Hey there, Eddie. What's happening, guys? Yeah, bud. So what iron would you hand to the Terminator? Was it the five iron? It was. Yeah! Good for you. Hang on, Ed. We're going to get your information, and we are going to give you a digital download of Doolittle, starring Robert Downey Jr. in the hilarious new reimagining of a classic tale about the man who can talk to animals. Embark on an epic journey and bring home the movie all the animals are talking about, available now on digital, Blu-ray, and on DVD. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Let's start with Pearl Jam uh, and Soundgarden drummer Matt Cameron, who has uh, unveiled a new solo track Ooh. and lyric video called Down the Middle. Uh, the track is from a new album that in that uh, it's a solo album that Cameron recorded last spring with the help of Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins and members of the Melvins. Uh, uh, the Melvins? We go back with the Melvins, Preston. We do. We had uh, them and uh, Leif Garrett in our studio. Uh, the as-yet-untitled LP is Cameron's second solo outing following 2017's uh, Cave Dweller. Uh, he's also recorded with smaller acts like Wellwater Conspiracy and Hater, in addition to both Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. That guy works a lot. Uh, tool drummer, right? we got some great drummer stories. Tool drummer Danny Carey and bassist Justin Chancellor along with corn drummer Ray Luzier and legendary bassist Billy Sheehan and others are teaming up with the Berkeley College of Music to present a special live-streamed webinar about bass and drums. Wow. And these are, wow. these are the heavy hitters, man, right here. This is awesome. It's presented by the Fame School's Bass Department. The interactive zoo event will explore the evolution of their musical journeys and the drum-bass relationship while providing education, conservation... Uh, no, conversation, not conservation. No, it's constipation. And constipation, along with career <laughs> advice and gig stories. Uh, Berkeley School of Music is is one of the, like, uh, Steely Dan, uh, Steely, they teach a Steely Dan course there, a legendary Steely Dan course. John Mayer went there. Yeah. Mayer? John Mayer. Wow. Uh, the free public webinar goes live on Thursday, uh, today. At 1 o'clock. Today's Eastern Thursday. time, so in a little while. Well, I was hey, Preston, today, uh, it's at April 16th. I wasn't sure that was it. Yes. Speaking of drummers, uh, not to tip the hand too much or anything, but there have been re- some really cool submissions in Isolation Idol Ooh. by drummers. Okay. And, uh, I'll be very interested to hear your perspective on them because uh, from my eye, uh, from the judging committee's eye, it's uh, pretty impressive stuff. Excellent. Well, we will find out about that next week. Awesome. Uh, Godsmack frontman Sully Gurna says he got a little bit in a little bit of trouble after he discussed the passing of Rush drummer Neil Peart in a recent radio interview. Gurna had said in January that he knew about the private battle with brain cancer that took Peart's life earlier this year, claiming in, Jan- in a January interview that uh, Neil was in a wheelchair and couldn't speak for much of the last year of his life. Oh. Asked about that, he said, "You know, I can't comment on that. I did before, and I got myself in a little bit of trouble. I was close with him. I was close enough with him." He actually did the honor of giving us maybe his last on-camera interview ever in his life. And, of course, we had no information at that time. I just knew him, and he was a nice guy, and I reached out. 
Uh, three days after he made those remarks about Peart's condition, Donna Halper, the woman credited with discovering Rush while working at an Ohio radio station back in 1974, said it was inaccurate to say that Neil was unable to speak in the months leading up to his death. Uh, he passed away January 7th of this year at so, the age of 67. So what was his condition at the at the end? I don't know. Okay. They're, they're keeping that private. So he was, he was an, a, an incredibly private person, so who knows. Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong, Slash, and Duff McKagan, plus Nikki Six were among the artists. Paying tribute online to New York punk stylist Jimmy Webb, who died of cancer on Tuesday at the age of 62. Uh, Webb was best known for his work as a manager and buyer at the punk shop called Trash and Vaudeville. And as the owner of the rock clothing shop, I Need More, and he addressed several generations of rock and punk icons. He outfitted musicians ranging from members of uh, Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band to the first wave of uh, 1970s New York punk rockers. I'll bet you Jackie owns some stuff from him. Oh, yeah. Uh, others who noted Webb's death included Iggy Pop, Joan Jett, Blondie's Debbie Harry. Jim Gardner. Uh, uh, Jett wrote, I am so very <laughs> sad, and we will all miss your energetic, warm soul. The city will not be the same without you. Huh. Billy Joe Armstrong said, this is a heartbreaker. Jimmy, you are a treasure of New York, always a positive energy. McKagan remarked, the sweetest man and pure punk effing rock and roll Jimmy had such a story, and my family and I feel honored and loved to be a small part of his triumphant tale. Uh, we love you, Jimmy. We miss you, brother. Webb grew up in upstate New York, moved to New York City in 1975, spent more than a decade and a half working at Trash and Vaudeville, uh, which uh, he dubbed Rock and Roll Heaven before opening his own boutique, I Need More, three years ago. Uh, and in fact, in 2013, Vogue had called him the punk rock unofficial shopkeeper. So it was a big deal in some in those circles. Yeah, sounds it. Uh, Slipknot's number nine Iowa Whiskey Reserve was chosen as 2019's best celebrity-related whiskey by, by Forbes magazine, as noted in Taster Fred Minnick's Best American Whiskey, A Taste Off. How many celebrity whiskeys <clears throat> was it up against? Well, there's several of them, but uh, I'm not sure how many it was up against. Uh, Minnick, who also gave out accolades uh, in categories such as Best Wheat Whiskey, Best Barrel Finish, and others, sat down with Slipknot percussionist Sean Crayon for a two-part podcast, the first of which can be streamed now. The second installment will be out on Friday. Uh, the liquor goes on sale for the first time this year on Friday <clears throat> with uh, pre-orders available uh, now. And uh, Slipknot Number 9 Iowa Whiskey Reserve is currently available in the U.S. only, but will be available for purchase in other territories soon. Uh, they're not the only rock band with their brand of whiskey. Metallica has one called Blackened. Allison Chains has one called All Secrets Known. Right. And Motorhead has uh, special edition releases, among others. So there's quite a few out there. Who was uh, <clears throat> Was it Motley? No. Was it Metallica? What, what did Metallica have a beer, or what did they issue? Yeah, they had a beer as It was well. a beer, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Journey's 1981 classic, Don't Stop Believing, has become an anthem for hospitalized patients recovering from coronavirus. Uh, Blabbermouth.com reports that the song gets blasted at Detroit's Henry Ford Hospital and in the Big Apple at New York Presbyterian Queens Hospital as patients slowly recover. It's pretty amazing to see it. Veronica Hall, a resident nurse and president of the Henry Ford, uh, of the president of the president of Henry Ford. Yeah, the president of the president of the Henry Ford. Uh, told the Detroit News the song is a sign of hope, a reminder uh, to patients to never give up and a motivational thank you to uh, tired never stop trying team members as well. It's uh, it's very emotional to to uh, see the yeah especially because someone has has made it through 
It's, uh, uh, it's unbelievable. The song's co-writer, Steve Perry, said, I wanted to share a little bit of cheer from the New York Presbyterian Queens Hospital in New York. They played Don't Stop Believing every time a COVID-19 patient is discharged. And we're all in this together, and we'll get through this uh, together. Don't Stop Believing. Also, Jonathan Kane, who co-wrote that song, posted a message and a video saying, love this from the hospital in New York City where people are being released after being uh, COVID-19, beating COVID-19 while they played our song. We so. have a ritual here that when we finish the food from a meat and eat, we play space people. <laughs> Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they don't come from Earth. They're from space, you know, so. Uh, and there you go. Speaking of a meat and eat, I want to thank uh, Deli on 4th for dropping off food this morning. Uh, you can get your takeout order today from your local Real Philly Deli and support local businesses, Deeds and Watson. Uh, is a family thing, of course, since 1939. So let's take one final break. Come back in a second. Letter of the day, word of the week prize. We're getting so close to giving that away. We'll be right back. Monday nights at 9, join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for a kick-ass concert clip, a live performance, Metallica moment. In conjunction, Metallica is releasing an entire concert recording. Available for your streaming pleasure right here at WMMR.com. Rock's reigning kings with MMR's nighttime jester, Jackie Bam Bam. Every Monday night at 9. So when dinner's done, break from the TV and rock your smart speaker. It's Metallica Mondays. With 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Today has been a lot of fun. Um, it has been, regardless of some bad phone connections. Yeah, we don't need to dwell on that, but we do need to dwell on this. Richard has something to tell us. Richard. Oh, yeah. Hey, can you play that, please? Richard. There it is. Hi, is this Richard? Yes, it is. All right, Richard, what do you want to tell us, man? I wanted to say that I just won $500 from WMMR. Shut your mouth! Richard, that's awesome! Nice job, my man. Five hundred bucks. And Richard, Richard, where do you uh, where do you listen from, sir? Uh, I am listening from the MMR app. Oh, from the ah, MMR app. Okay, all right, excellent. Uh, but we hear that you're in uh, you're in Virginia, I think. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I am in Alexandria, Virginia. Excellent. And what do you do, Richard? What's uh, where are you working these days? Uh, I am working from home. Okay. Oh, working. All right. Well, good on you, sir. Well, we are happy yeah. and delighted to give you that five hundred dollar cash prize, and uh, we appreciate you for listening, man. Thanks so much, and hang in there, okay? No, thank you, thank you, guys. I appreciate you. It. Bet, man. Yeah. Richard, awesome. congratulations. That's that's how you do it, yes. right there. That is how you do it. And he did it through the app. If he's listening through the app and he entered through the app, that, you know means, that means Richard's going to be qualified. He's in the running to win $10,000. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I All mean, right. you have the option, but that's the way I would go. Uh, next chance is coming up around noon. And uh, Pierre, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, I would like to take a moment and uh, thank uh, some guests on the show. We had Chris Geisens, who is the CEO of Wawa. Let us know that uh, Wawa Day is today, and uh, they're making all these wonderful uh, donations, and uh, they have uh, free coffee for what they call the, you know, the frontline workers, yes. uh, the doctors and, and nurses, healthcare providers, and so on. So it was great to talk to Chris and hear what they are doing. Uh, Scott Hamilton. Yeah. 
the world champion ice skater was on, and he and other members of that community, I mean, all the big names, are going to get together on Friday uh, to broadcast live on bladesforthebrave.org, and they're raising funds, obviously, uh, for COVID-19 relief and uh, helping people out. Uh, we had a difficult time talking to because of the phone line, but still it was nice to have Donnie Most and Anson Williams hey. on the program. And they on have the a YouTube uh Program or not program? It's a, it's a, I guess a movie. It's like like a thirty minute short. Yeah, uh, called Harvest Time. Uh, so if you want to check that out, that's on YouTube. And Steve Zahn was on yeah. one of the wonders, and they are watching the movie. The cast is going to be watching the movie. Uh, it will be tomorrow night at seven o'clock. You can go on YouTube, and uh, I think it was on YouTube, wasn't it? Yes, YouTube. Yeah. And you can yeah. watch along with them as they do commentary. I mean, all the the whole gang, and most likely. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. He was kind of yeah. tongue in cheek about it, but he's like, "Yeah, I think of course, he's a of course, so, they're going to be on." Uh, so it's really cool, and they're doing a fundraiser as well, and that's for the the music industry, the people that are affected from uh, uh, the quarantine from the music industry, right? And uh, they're they're also uh, celebrating uh, um, Adam Schlesinger, who wrote the songs from Fountains of Wayne uh, for that thing you do, which is cool. Who passed from coronavirus? Yep. Uh, Pierre is indeed here. How you doing, ma'am? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, Yesterday, at this time, we announced that Gene Shea had passed. And um, in point of fact, he had not passed and still is with us. Um, the, the Excuse me? The uh, the Folk Song Society had made a mistake in posting that yesterday. Are you kidding? No. Oh, my God. Uh, I was I, I retracted it about an hour later when what? the reports oh, wow. came in. Um, so, I mean, he's still not in good shape. So prayers and love and energy. Oh. Uh, to him, but um, uh, as of uh, you reported it correctly because it had been in, in fact in the Enquirer. Yeah, um, but uh, it turns out that he is still with us. So okay. someone released that information from his family that got to the Folk Song Society that got uh, you know in the public media. Um, well, that that is a more positive outcome. So we'll we'll, we'll take that. Yeah, we'll yeah. take that. Yeah, so um, you know, just a. Uh, uh, I want to make programming that note. A programming yes, yeah. note, I guess you could yeah. say. I think Gene would appreciate that. Uh, wow. Uh, okay. So, um, but he's in ill health. Yeah. Not. He's still not in good shape. But okay. uh, you know, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Well, so there you go. We'll, we'll, by the way, we, our, we'll, we'll we'll keep him in our thoughts. Yeah. We we found an old ID. Remember, we played the vintage ID. Right. Uh, from him, it was the 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 one with the the soda and, right. and all that. And we found another one. Um, would you mind if we play this one for I you? I would not mind. Okay, here maybe you might want to use this one. Here we go. We're 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia, the radio station. Wow, yeah, which it's I, wild. They would have played that back in the sixties. Uh, unbelievable. That's clearly it, fornication so. going on. That announcer, I remember. I remember hearing about that guy. I think his name was uh, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy. Tommy. Tom. Tom. Tom, Tom Thompson. Thompson. I think yeah. it was Tommy. Tom. Tom. Thompson. We are ninety-three-three WMMR, Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. The radio station. <laughs> Kathy's actually <laughs> laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, theater of the mind, really. <laughs> well, that's what yeah. they all were, Nick. They were yeah. all theater of the mind. Yeah. yeah. Creating an image. Yeah. yeah. Yep, very much Like so. this one. Right. Exactly. exactly. Right. You've kept Rude a clear WMMR. image of a glass and right. ice and a beverage. Philadelphia. And, and Gene Shea taking a drink right here. The radio station. 
But in that recently unearthed one that you just played, mm-hmm. is is are they? They're having a soda. Well, <laughs> are they? I mean, it's clear what they're, they're, they're doing. They're cheeks. <laughs> oh, I thought it sounded like people were. Caught. We're ninety three. Okay, now. Oh, you hear it now? Yeah. Philadelphia. I just needed some help. Radio station. <laughs> Honestly, by the way. <clears throat> Have you ever had to? I mean, it's what? it's like the excess of the porn industry. Oh yeah, they're going. Uh, they're, I mean, they're uh, they're working. It what are you doing? They're not man. making a baby. Yeah, okay? you, no, <laughs> there are blacksmiths that don't hit it that hard. <laughs> That's not making love. No, no, no. That's making horseshoes. <laughs> no, you but, know what though? But have you ever you ever had a night that sounded like this? <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Time to wrap the show up. And now let's um, get to the letter. What I I didn't know that, you know, during Top Gun, that whole take my breath away part, right, that it starts off like, oh, beautiful and everything, but it always ends like that. You know what I mean? No. No? What, what, um, right. Was there a scene in Top they, Gun? In, t- in Top hard? Gun, oh, no. you're saying romance it always, leads. Romance. I, okay. It always now starts off nice and soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it ends up. Eventually, it ends up. What is that sound? Okay, letter of the day? I was thinking that. Okay. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. The Preston and he looks disgusted. Well, it is disgusting, but that that tells you you're doing it right. I'm sad, not disgusted. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. M as in madness. All right, and we got one more letter to go tomorrow. We're going to give away a $300 Duncan E. gift card. You can send a hero that you know a little thanks for the Duncan E. gift card. By visiting DuncanCoffeeBreak.com for every gift card purchase, Duncan's going to donate $1 up to $100,000 to the Duncan Joy in Childhood Foundation Emergency Funds that goes straight to nonprofits helping families affected by coronavirus. You can visit DuncanCoffeeBreak.com and send your hero a Duncan E.E. gift card today. Uh, what do you have on the show today, Sah? Well, uh, more chances for 500 bucks in Rock Refund at uh, noon and 2 p.m., and uh, workforce blocks of the Black Keys, and uh, also Collective Soul, and we're and and I believe we're going to get a Grateful Dead block in. But uh, Collective Soul, we're going to check in. Um, you guys gave me the idea. You've been checking in with uh, celebrities and comedians and seeing how they're doing. It occurred to me it might be fun to check in with some of our uh, longtime band friends. Yeah, sure. Uh, in a similar vein. So Ed yeah. Roland of Collective Soul. Uh, he and um, uh, one other member of the band and two other friends happened to have been in Florida and got locked down in Florida and just started recording uh, and made four incredible songs. He's a very talented songwriter. He is. Uh, really can create these upbeat, catchy songs, one of which I will play. Uh, but we'll uh, chat with Ed Rowland um, in the 1 o'clock hour. So that'll be fun. Excellent. Of Collective Soul. All right. And Kathy, somebody wants to point out, point out that those people that we played the audio of are just playing Parcheesi. Right. <laughs> That's all they're doing. <laughs> I want to thank our sponsor. Me and Kathy. Today. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. You just jumped in on this ridiculousness, really? These two will have to sit with their counselor I... later on. Uh, Therapy's at 3 p.m. I want to thank Acme. <laughs> Zoom. You can enjoy convenience of ordering your groceries online, having a ready pickup time convenient for you. And you can go to online or shop 
shop.acmemarkets.com. Let me say that again. The address, the thing that you type in is shop.acmemarkets.com. Tomorrow on the program, should be cool, uh, we have our friend Kate Flannery. What happened with her, Nick? Uh, she Slept. got confused at the, as, as to what time zone she is. I'm not okay. kidding. So <laughs> she right. was very apologetic uh, and wanted to make it up to us, and, and tomorrow works out for her. All right, we'll do Kate tomorrow. Uh, astronaut, uh, astronaut uh, Mike Massimino is oh. going to be joining us. And Candace Cameron Bure will be I joining us. I love Candace Cameron Bure. I do, too. Of the Hallmark Channel. And I think we're going to play the uh, reverse audio game tomorrow. Yes. yes. So we have some new ones. we got to come up with a new name for that. So we'll uh, we'll have that all packaged and ready to go tomorrow. That's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. So I'm an essential worker driving around with my mask on. It's sunny. I got my sunglasses on. I got my hat on. I look like I'm straight up ready to rob a bank. And I have enough antiseptical wipes to make me smell like an alcoholic. So when I get pulled over by a police officer, please understand. Next message. I just had a great idea. I just want to try this. Next message. The way I see it, essential guys like me, they got to go work in this all get $10,000. That's what they should get. $10,000 for potential. You didn't even work in this. Pay me. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484 434 1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. <laughs>